Do you ever like uh, get your trash out of the car to the thing at the gas station and it's too full, but you're like, I've already taken it. I can't bring it back to the car. I have to like <laughs> bully this into this trash can in front of this family. Yeah. Oh, man. Um, uh, I do objectively well. always have the shittiest car at a gas station and it is always me shoving garbage into the <laughs> garbage can. <laughs> it's... It's always, like, embarrassing, I feel like, on your, like, fourth to fifth trip back to the trash from your yeah. car. <laughs> yeah. No. <laughs> I, I I mean, I was in a period with no self-respect, and I would take trash bags <laughs> so that it was technically one trip, but it was one trip that filled the can in one push. Yeah, with two Santa Santa sacks over your shoulder. <laughs> yes, delivering all the goodies to the Chevron trash can. Yeah, all my all my fucking Sonic wrappers. Yeah. Oh no. Well, that's the other thing is when you think people can see the pattern where it's like I'm only throwing away Mountain Dew voltage bottles. Like is <laughs> It's, it's Sometimes, never, I'm always throwing away my classiest trash in private. Sure, sure. Yeah, but like all of my like twenty piece chicken nuggets go straight in the public garbage. You know? No. Yeah, I've sure. never, I've never thrown away my MacBook box at the gas right. station no. trash. <laughs> Just me shoving my PS5 box into the trash can. It's always like, like, like the like. The wrappers from three different drive-through fries. Uh-huh. You know, yeah. <laughs> it's, oh. it's the fourth to-go cup, and I'm only throwing them out because all of my uh, cup holders are filled. This is the most relevant this story is ever going to be on a on a podcast like this. So I need to tell it. Is that you know the trash can like that you when you're leaving the drive-through? Sure. Yeah. Um, and how it's like always full and covered in milkshakes. Um, <laughs> yeah. But so it so wasn't full this time. I drove, I did a drive through on the Burger King on like Charleston by like the Star Nursery. I want you guys mm. to see this. <laughs> and I get, I had another empty Burger King bag from like a day ago. Right? But it wasn't a crushed bag. So it was still just a bag sitting on the floor of the passenger seat side. So I pay my $5. I get my Burger King. I put it in the seat. I drive up to the trash can and I accidentally throw away what I have just bought. <laughs> so, like, there's no getting it back. There's no going inside and telling them what I've just done. I literally, one day, bought Burger King, threw it away, and went home hungry. <laughs> oh, and I, what I've just pulled up right here, this is a one-star review from Spike Cottrell for Burger King. Uh, your star nursery. <laughs> Guys, you listen to Development Hell. <laughs> this is a podcast about movies, music, uh, video games, really any type of media that had a long, bumpy road to development. How um, did you do that? <laughs> that was, I that think was we a, got it, guys. That was a that's, magic. Uh, that's the, that's the I am, Yeah, yeah I'm your host. Uh, 
this week, every week we uh, we, we we each pick a movie. Uh, we trade off hosting duties because uh, we can't do this much homework every week. Uh, all of us. I'm I'm one of your hosts, Kyle Anderson. Uh, joined to the left of the Zoom call, currently not choking on a hit of marijuana, is Spike Kittrell. It's me. I've never and choked current, on marijuana choking. in my life. Yeah, choking on that token is uh, Jaboy. Oh, it's it's Jaboy, Richard Humphrey, man. Yeah, there you go, rich and easy on the net. Um, you guys, so today, what we're covering is really, I think, our first movie that doesn't have a movie associated yeah. with it, right? Like, Which is something is I like. Time. I was kind of ready to bump against that idea. It's it's because it's one of these things that it's hard because like just in in writing up the episode, it's like, will we have enough to actually talk about? But in this case, I think we will. Yeah. Um, okay. Every time you guys pitch something via text, I'm always at work, so I can't argue it. But <laughs> <laughs> but, but he wants to desperately. And I'm like, oh, man. And then I, this one today, I was like, hey, you know what? Let's give it a pass. It's the same thing with me when you guys pitch things while I'm sleeping because I'm three hours ahead. <laughs> So, like, your guys' is 11 o'clock, what if we do this? I have to wake up, and it's already happening that day. <laughs> or I'm up before Kyle, and it's just Spike is at a regular time, and I'm up inhumanly early. Oh, it's I, it's yeah. amazing to have a friend I, I can immediately text in the morning here. But I will say that part of my, like, nightly routine is I set alarms, and I mute our text conversation. <laughs> That's a good call. Oh, yeah, because I, I will get woken up by 10 texts about fucking Minecraft, the movie Mandalorian and the Minecraft <laughs> movie. <laughs> so today we are covering Minecraft, the movie, and I think it's a really perfect Finally. example of a massively successful IP with no inherent story and no creative force or passionate director or writers behind it. <laughs> And and truly, after writing this, I feel like Minecraft the movie is like a lumbering, mindless giant who's just sort of like you're just hoping it doesn't come near you because it leaves destruction. But it's like not even necessarily meaning to. <laughs> it's <laughs> and it it desperately needs to be put out of its misery. But uh, but but we could jump into it. What is your guys's experience with Minecraft before we jump well, into this? I, I I remember seeing hearing about it and this was I remember there's two waves of it I feel like before and after it became a YouTube genre or you know mm -hmm. like a twitch thing when I when it first happened I thought like on paper this is the coolest thing ever for me like you it's basically like Legos or this or that but it turned out it was more I got to playing it and it was so materials and like resources and farming based like there was there were too many like steps for me yeah it felt like runescape you know like if you ever played runescape back in the day mm -mm. which was like a free browser based like mmo that was yeah. like from like middle school and shit where you really huh. just like fished and like you battled oh, people man. it was just so free and clunky that like it just looked like shit and then minecraft came out and i was like oh this is just that so i ignored it well, and, and I, I think another thing to that point that uh, will probably dominate the way we talk about this movie in this episode is that you two, I think the three of us have different ideas of gaming and what we, what games we typically play and what we like at it and how frequently, like, I, you guys are constantly, once we're done recording, talking about 
a game that's about to come out or just came out. And Richard, you have a PS5. I don't know if Kyle, you do. Oh, I'm um, big on Stadia now. Yeah, I bought a Stadia because you convinced me to get it. Richard <laughs> accidentally Google texted Stadia. our group chat while I was while it was unmuted. <laughs> Stadia and I and then Kyle and Richard started talking about Stadia like it was a goddamn violating cult. violating the the sanctity of the unmuting agreement. No, it was <laughs> more treaty, like no the treaty the between the Spikes and the Humphreys. It genuinely started to feel like. Uh, you guys were being paid to get me to sign up for Stadia. I'm, Look, it's an incredible service. Minecraft no, is available about, on it. Like, that's the language you use. I don't understand how their business model makes any fucking money, but it's <laughs> wonderful. Me neither, dog. Uh, yeah, so I go like, what is this? And Kyle just goes, yeah, Spike, it's good. I'm playing it on Stadia, and it's awesome talking about cyberpunk. Like, everything I talk about gets brought up in regards to Stadia. Where I'm like, when are we recording Minecraft? Oh, we'll record it after I'm done playing a game on Stadia. Which is It's just a- finally a low-latency solution towards streaming gaming. Yeah, great. Check the link below, I'm sure. <laughs> oh, you think I'm going to send out a link, baby? I'm not getting Avengers. I'm not like I'll pl- I get like a Madden every three years and mm-hmm. like Tony Hawk and stuff. And that's kind of it. Um, mm-hmm. Whereas you two, I think, are a little more plugged in on like new gaming and future gaming. Yeah, I mean, I like I like gaming. I'm a hashtag gamer. Uh, hey, hey, gamers out there. Um, no, but like I like I've been playing cyberpunk. uh you know, I try to stay up with gaming news a little bit, but I'm definitely not like a big like like I can't play like Call of Duty. I suck at like battle royale games. Like so there's definitely a generation of this gaming that has left me behind just because I'm not good at that style of game that it's about. Sure. Yeah. I did I'm... win at Fortnite once. That is in my Instagram bio. Ooh, I want that. Winner, winner, I want that on the dinner here too. Uh I pretty much play any game like uh i think i just grew up uh, as a military kid and so it was one way i could stay connected with a lot of my friends was just like all right i'll get a console and we'll play together and so like i always dictate like what i play most on by like what all my friends are on but like i still just love playing like i'll play call of duty even though i suck ass at it or um, like i just uh, i play avengers and cyberpunk i just really like video games so i'll just yeah i mean i mean i'm a filthy casual but (laughs) other than yeah other than cyberpunk i've i mostly play games for the social aspect like i rarely game alone cyberpunk's the first game in a long time probably since since the spider-man game on ps4 that i've played like a single player only game also uh, miles morales what a game Well, yeah. I, I mean, my, my experience is similar with the game. I, I played it, you know, a very small amount and just sort of messed around with it a little bit. But I knew other people that were like obsessed and had like Minecraft, Minecraft guilds yeah. and did Minecraft mods. And you know what I mean? Like really, really went crazy. On yeah. It. And now it's like just fucking everywhere. You can't like spit in a Walmart without hitting a like Minecraft like IP. Is it still? Yeah. Has it kind of gone down though? Well, here, let's jump into... Yeah. Let's jump into this because well, we answer all these questions and more. And um, more? And more. Ooh, are we going to play how? Minecraft Dungeons together, guys? And how. So to talk about Minecraft is to 
talk about its creator, uh, Marcus Persons, also known online as Notch. Uh, Growing up, he was obsessed with building with Legos, uh, and he began programming at the age of seven on his dad's Commodore, uh, and at the age of eight on the Commodore, he coded his first video game, a text-based adventure game. Uh, His mom could see that he had a future in this and uh, enrolled persons in online coding classes. This led to him being ready uh, to be a working professional in the coding industry at the age of 18, despite having dropped out of high school to focus fully on programming. Is he the kid from Big? (laughs) Use the pod. It's, it's interesting to me that his parents, I mean, his dad having this Commodore at the time, which was like a Commodore 128 or something, like it was like a fairly powerful one. Clearly his family knew like that, that co- about computers and stuff. Um, hmm. But it's interesting that his mom like let him drop out of school because his mom was basically like, yeah, she knew I wasn't going to be some like creative writer or something. So she let me just drop out of school and focus on programming because she knew I was going to be a programmer. There was this dude in high school. uh, I believe his name was Josh, but he, uh, shout out to Josh. uh, He quit senior year of high school, not even to do like independent. Josh, hit us up on video games. (laughs) Josh, get on the pod. Yeah. He quit high school didn't even do like independent study to like test out or anything just quit high school to play xbox 360 yeah (laughs) and like back but like to play it for like for fun or like i'm gonna go into the competitive video game field there was nothing about like how he was just kind of passable at video games like the rest of our friends and it wasn't like he sounds like he dropped out pro you know, and it's like dropping out to play Xbox 360 is called dropping out. <laughs> dropping out to play Xbox 360. Because it's not like people are like, I dropped out. Oh, what'd you drop yeah. out to do? A bunch of charity? Yeah. Like, no, missing you drop your mom's out. funeral is still missing your mom's funeral, whether yeah. you play Saints Row the Third or not. 100%. <laughs> like, I don't know if that man still exists anymore, but I do know that. Uh, well, we what's his gamer tag? <laughs> I mean, that sounds like a pretty dead guy to me. Yeah. He probably dropped out on eating and <laughs> drinking as well. Just, it's like, eating takes he a dropped out of time. Xbox I can't play video games. To... Yeah, yeah, totally. So uh, now, now Minecraft uh, uh, was not, you know, Notch's first creation. Uh, in fact, the first flash of Minecraft uh, would be seen when Persons and a fellow designer began working on this project in 2003 uh, called Worm Online. Uh, and it, while having a really dumb name, um, it kind of looks like somewhere between Skyrim and and Minecraft, right? Like you, you it was kind of this you know, a Skyrim-esque world. You could go in there, you could build your own cabins, you could dig, a, dig, you know, in tunnels, kind of like rudimentary, like, crafting mechanics. Yeah. Um, uh, however, uh, it was an MMO, and lots of people got together to play it, uh, like, on people's servers, because the servers were, like, islands. So you could sail to the island that you're, the server that your friend was on. Like, it was kind of a cool mechanic. Um, That's always going to be an interesting thing, like, the promise of, like, other worlds where your friends are doing their shit. Like, I feel mm. like that's Animal Crossing, that was No Man's Sky, and it's sort of hypothetical. Yeah. 
Even um, Fallout 76 had like you could come yeah. check out your friends. Camp, oh sure. You know. Yeah. Now yeah. you can check out their sex dungeon. Yeah. Now they had they had introduced. Is that what's camp, going on in Cyberpunk or something? No, uh, in yeah. Fallout 76, you can now build your own little shelters, which are underground, and like, uh, so you can build your own bunkers and stuff like that. And you've turned yours into a sex dungeon? I haven't even built one yet, because you have to pay money. That sounds like what a guy with a whole bunch of sex dungeons says. <laughs> Bruh. So, Worm, on, Worm Online was very uh, elaborate, um, even though it was very early in his W-Y-R-M? career. W-Y-R-M? Uh, it had... W U W U R M. Great call, uh, though, that it was not spelled right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, the game offered hundreds of skills ranging from carpentry to smithing to specific tool and weapon skills and even religion stats, which would al- allow for a wide range of speci- uh, specializations. Uh, specializations sorry uh and therefore industries emerged within the game where players would cooperate with each other to achieve goals so you'd be like okay i need to like i need to sail over to this guy's island because he's a really good blacksmith and then i'll sail over to this guy's island because he breeds the best horses and then i'll like so like these commerces arose because people were really good at like specific things in the game so like some dudes logging online to just like watch digital horses fuck dude some guys logging online to be a digital horse salesman all day like <laughs> like because if he's not online with his island nobody can get the top tier horses economy uh, like relies on this man <laughs> yeah exactly um so and then there's this like entire religion system where you can like choose different gods to worship and then you would have different favor and there were these pvp servers where you would build up like i said you could build little forts and stuff so people had made these huge fortresses and so like one server would come and try and raid another server and like destroy their fortress and everybody would try and like defend it and it like because the game was so open and didn't have like a quest line and uh all this shit you got to do like it really made these people like with legos like create their own fun and create and, and and which was like much more engaging than I think anything they could have done and I think when Minecraft eventually puts out Minecraft's quote story mode it kind of proves that the player made content will kind of always surpass what the corporation can sort of box and say is the game right and that sort of saves true with like everything though you know yeah I mean that's why GTA 5 is more fun to run around and run people over and And, kill cops and even Fortnite like started as like a beta like hey play this thing while we figure out the story mode and they've never right, I don't it was think, like bothered a zombie survival yeah well like, uh, so do this yeah. thing while we actually make Fortnite, and they, they've i don't think ever really bothered to make what their plan was because this blew up so much well it was like um because yeah. Fortnite got sued by uh pubg for being the same exact game so they had Woo-hoo. to uh they had to license out like things and they were the first one to figure that out and so they licensed out into different game modes so that it would look just enough different that they wouldn't get sued again hmm. and so now they make primarily their, their money off of all this licensing they do because now like the avengers are in there or like you can get the mandalorian <coughs> to play with you yeah i right, noticed that's right. crazy and thanos I, my boy thanos in the game and i mean like there was even <laughs> there was even like an info dump for like Rise of Skywalker inside Fortnite. Yeah, yeah. Dead speak. The dead were That's speaking so... in in Fortnite. Can you be Fortnite. Babu yet? 
I, I am not burning that one. Good try, though. Um, in 2007, uh, Notch left uh, Worm Online uh, because while a lot of people liked the game, it just wasn't really making any money at the time, um, and he really needed to like make an income. Uh, so when asked if Worm was going to shut down due to his resigning, he said Worm's not going anywhere, and it's still around to this day. It has two employees, and it's just this little cult game that the people who play it like donate enough money to keep it running. I'll play. God damn. Has, have have um, you played it at all? I haven't. I looked at some screenshots of it. Like I said, it's the graphics are really like, you know, like PS one, uh, like, you know, almost like N sixty four or something. But uh Hey, I'll play it with the yeah, Swede. Hey it looks Swede pretty cool. or Josh, we'll we'll play Worm Online with you. So hopefully Josh. Person's person's first really job. Josh. Uh, was at Midas.com, a website which created Flash games and browser games. Now, once they rebranded as King, they started creating app games, which you might be familiar with, like Candy Crush. Um, while at King, Pearsons met uh, somebody that he really, really liked bouncing code off of, uh, a guy by the name of Jacob Porter. Now, uh, he resigned from King in 2009 to focus on his own personal projects, but that didn't last for long as he was forced to take another job coding at a shipping and logistics company. So he basically was like, I don't like how this game company works. I'm going to do my own thing. Tried to do his own thing for like three months and nothing was catching on. Like the games he was making himself online, nobody cared. And he like had to get this like really shitty job at like a, a you know, totally outside the games industry just to make ends meet. Damn. Uh, wow, sounds uh, like one could say don't, he needed worry. to step it up a notch. <laughs> Jesus Christ. I fought really hard to say that. <laughs> you did. That was good, though. I, yeah. I will say, uh, don't worry, you won't love this guy forever. Well, <laughs> it just seems like uh, working in the game industry is the same as working in any, in any industry, and uh, you need something that pays you. Well, yeah, that's the yeah. thing. Is like, Isn't this guy white? <laughs> Yeah. When did he get to yeah, the part where he asks for a thing that he gets? Yeah. What, what do you, uh, you? Did he get his white wait. check? Like every guy gets just, his white check, right? Oh, he's he maybe gets the biggest white check we've ever covered. No, I'm excited to have a guy we cannot like white again. Check. It's been a few weeks. So. In 2009, a game was released called Infaminer. Now, Infaminer was a sandbox game that has a striking visual similarity to Minecraft. Uh, if you if you look at a screenshot of Infaminer, it looks like like if I told you like this is Minecraft version 1.0, you'd be like, oh yeah, totally. Like Infaminer is Minecraft essentially. There's some differences that I'll get to. One is that like the the people are kind of flat, like they're like flat sprites. Um, it's still in 3D space, but they're sort of flat. Uh, it's also it's also procedurally generated though, just like Minecraft is. Oh wow! Um, but it was fine procedurally generated for the audience though. Yeah, that that sort of means that the game can go on forever. Like if you walk north, the game will just cre- keep creating more game. Wait, and it just, and it randomizes that sort of environment and feel. Yeah, so like, so and eventually, Info Miner or Infiniminer? Infiniminer. Okay, shit. This looks exactly like Minecraft. 
Yes, exactly like Minecraft. Yeah. But, um, like, but the with only, a little the bit only, of doom to it. Like it's a little, yeah, it's like dark. The only, and like the only big difference is uh, that Infaminer is really a team-based mining game. So like you kind of have a team and you're trying to mine resources faster than the other team. That's sort of the uh-huh. core gameplay mechanic. Um, yeah. But he just loved running around in the free mode and just like making stuff and destroying stuff. He was like, that's the game. Uh, but he hated the graphics. Like he thought he could could like step up how the graphics look to make them like more colorful and more inviting and stuff. So uh, he really saw Infiniminer as a way as like the bones of the next thing he wanted to make. Hmm. Um, so he made this blog post uh, called "The Origins of Minecraft" in 2009. Uh, He said, while looking through some project folders, I found an old prototype of a game that never quite became anything, dot, kind of. It's called Ruby Dung, (laughs) which I I don't know why. Most game titles suck. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, And it was supposed to be based, uh, like, inspired by the game Dwarf Fortress. Now, did you guys know about Dwarf (laughs) Fortress? No, nah, but the name I of want my to know sex a lot dungeon in Fallout 76. Yeah, that's one of Richard's <laughs> yeah. sex dungeons. Josh and so, the Greek hit us up. So it's hard to explain. Like, Dwarf Sweet. Fortress is like almost a monument to like a few people working extremely hard at something. It is a video game where you control a fortress of dwarves, right? And every choice so you far, make, everything you do, makes sense. they are. These dwarves react accordingly, right? Yeah. The graphics are like almost like MS DOS graphics, right? Mm. Like your dwarves are like little dots and semicolons and commas and X's and O's and like there's all like differentiate different creatures, right? So there are essentially like no graphics. It's like the graphics could be done in Microsoft Word. It's it's like Minesweeper, but if Neo was looking at it. Yeah, it's like it's like lines and lines. When you look at it, it's almost incomprehensible at first. Like lines and lines of code almost with and like so this different is colors a, and they're flashing. And what is this again? This is a prototype of a game that Notch found. No, this is a game. This is a game that inspired him. This is a game. Okay. Dwarf Fortress is a game that lots of people play, but you can play Dwarf. Like the thing about Dwarf Fortress is it's so because there's no graphics or anything, it has had like 35 years of updates. Whoa. Like it has been, these guys oh, have been wow. coding it since like before the internet and like distributing it on floppy disks and stuff. And uh-huh. so it has like, like I was listening to one of the guys who made the game was like, yeah, we had a bug. We couldn't figure it out while all the cats were drunk. Uh, and then we finally figured it out that like, the cats were licking up blood and the blood ha- was because of the blood alcohol levels that we had created to make uh, drinking more realistic. So you could take like a proper amount of shots for your body weight and like because like <laughs> like they calculate like the amount of dust the, that gets in your eyelid. Like there's a mechanic for doing everything in this game. There's just no graphics is, for it. <laughs> this is the kind of mind that eventually like cracks the last Zodiac cipher. Like this is yeah, this is exactly. like the same kind of person. <laughs> exactly. It's that's what I was saying. It's like a monument to like how hard like three people can yeah. work at something their entire lives uh-huh. and and do nothing but put in more time into Dwarf Fortress and put wow. like there, there's a new Dwarf Fortress update came out like three days ago. There's and it's a, not like <laughs> there's also like a like a better looking graphically uh, version on Steam now. 
But I'm sure a lot of people yeah. will Dwarf say that Fortress it lacks 2077. That, yeah, <laughs> that it lacks who knows what. But yeah. yeah, so he wanted to make his version of Dwarf Fortress, right? Because people have these stories where it's like they had fortresses running for five or six years. We all have, have our stories own of these epic adventures. Fortress. You know, yeah, defeating these golems that attacked and like these epic storylines and like your wow. your dwarves have kids, so like the lineage carries down and like it's well, it's like like, whole shit I pretend like I don't understand this like I don't play fucking Dungeons and Dragons and we just I was gonna say this sounds a little close to that where like you know there's there becomes a sort of because remember Second Life does Second Life still exist I believe so Uh, I don't know but now there's like VR chat there's other things like that where you those is like an example of like some people have whole other lives through these games yeah, well, I mean, and that's, that's you know, uh, I hate to quote him, but that's kind of what Steve Bannon was saying in that, like, interview where he was talking about <laughs> how they manipulate people. <laughs> Quoting Steve Bannon in our Minecraft episode.mp3. That's really uh, great. You think Steve Bannon really has a, a, a Dwarf Fortress? Jokes. Steve Bannon loves Dwarf Fortress. He turned out great. He worked yeah, out great. It turned out great. It worked out great, <laughs> no, but guys. He, he, he was saying that, like, a big way that they were targeting people on line was they were like you know this guy comes home and he hates his you know he hates his his job at work he hates his wife his kids hate him but he goes online in like sub game and he's a god in there yeah and he spends 12 hours in there a day and people love him in there and he's a part of a community and it's like which one's real you know like damn (laughs) it is interesting you know like uh but but yeah so he wanted to create a world like that um Now, he goes on in this blog post to say, around this time, I was also playing around with the idea of making a zombie game with a graphic engine similar to GTA Chinatown Wars. So kind of like a over over the head, you know, over like a bird's eye view. And you're is that like a mobile, like a a handheld GTA game that came out? Do you guys do you guys know Um, the other official name of Dwarf Fortress? No, no. Is it? Slaves of Armok colon God of Blood Chapter Two colon Dwarf Fortress. Yes, Jeez. that's what I'm talking about. There's so much lore. Like there's the double we do colon videos about Dwarf Fortress. Double colon <laughs> is saved only for like the nerdiest of shit. <laughs> it is the best shit in the world. But they have to do a second colon. Yeah. Um, so he said, uh, I made my own fully 3d texture mapper from scratch, uh, which is the first time I've ever made one in my life. The idea was kind of vaguely to give it a spiritual sequel to left for dead. So he really loved left for dead. That's a game that had a sequel. So he wanted to make it over the overhead, like, you know, little mobile game that was kind of inspired by that. And the. The sprite character, the reason this is significant, the sprite character that he used in that for the zombie was uh, the same character he recycled for Steve, the player character in Minecraft. Yeah. So he was originally like a zombie NPC in this other game that he made. Um Now, he said, as the Ruby Dung engine got more advanced, I started thinking about adding a first person view for following your minions around, kind of like in Dungeon Keeper. It worked okay, but the graphics were very pixelated, so I left it out. But then I found InfoMiner. My God, I realized that that was the game I wanted to do. I played it in multiplayer for a while and had a blast, but found it flawed. 
building was much more fun, but there wasn't enough variation, and the red slash blue blocks were kind of horrible. This I reads thought a fantasy so much, game. This reads so much like the opening of like Social Network, where he's blogging while he's making <laughs> face smash. <laughs> right. <laughs> I just thought like a fantasy game in that style all. would be would work really really well, so I tried to implement a simple first person engine in that yeah. style, <laughs> reusing some art and code. Although Let's not as much music as you think this. from Ruby Dung, <laughs> he's just like writing oh, on a window. Yeah, uh, I'm like, I you have a book. Why are you writing on a window? Um, <laughs> so the response was very positive, and I was blown away by the good frame rate and how well it ran in browser. So I decided to go for it. Uh, I knew that I didn't want the flat sprite look of enemies that Infominer had, but I also knew I wasn't a good enough artist to make anything that looked really good. Additionally, realistic art models would have clashed horribly with the pixelated terrain. Then I realized I'd already made a fairly cool-looking player model for the Zombie Town game I was working on. So I spent some time, ported it open, and ended up with this. So within the next few weeks, uh, Notch uploaded his first like draft version of Minecraft just at the time called Cave Game. Um, <laughs> and he uploaded the video called Cave Game Tech Test to his private, use cha- uh, his private YouTube channel, Niztochk. Great. Yeah. All these names are really those cool are, names. Those are words. <laughs> You know, it's like I said Gygax 78 times on a podcast. And you still said more gobbledygook yeah, I got than me. Mad about that. I'm still <laughs> mad about that shit. Infiniminer. Uh, so now here's the interesting thing. Notch mentioned in chat logs and the description of the video that he posted that this is an Infiniminer clone or Infiniminer clone. Sorry. Uh, and a forum member suggested the title minecraft colon order of the stone eventually shortened just to minecraft i say two more colons you took away a colon i say add two mine colon craft colon to (laughs) order of the stone order of the stone dwarf (laughs) man someone lore dumped inside the dwarf fortress reviews oh yeah (laughs) What, what, what do you mean it's like, as was said, Twinkle Sorrow was built in a dangerous, dark region with many enemies lurking nearby. Despite this, first several seasons were peaceful. It's like literally just in up, uh, like the story background to what is happening now in Dwarf Fortress. Wow. It's- yeah, well, that's that guy's Dwarf Fortress. So they have like thousands and thousands of different, almost like Mad Lib style. It'll procedurally generate you a thousand years of backstory when you start a new game. Yes, yeah, so this story so, came like, from the game. Yes, yeah, so I don't it know. Gives you a whole fake ass backstory, and then you just are like, yeah. "Okay, I am god of this fortress." So, Pretty if I'm much, setting yeah. you up for something that you don't know, then people can just go Google it. But what do you mean by procedurally generated? Yeah, so I think I mentioned this earlier. Basically, procedurally generated just means it's sort of the No Man's Sky thing too. I believe they they use procedurally generated, but it's it, like, sort of it only just, becomes it only exists when you're there for it. Yeah, it's the Wendy's model. We cook it when you come and order it. So it's like when, <laughs> when you need more. I didn't know that was the Wendy's model. That's a straight up Jack of the Box model. <laughs> Oh, is it? I didn't know. I thought it was Wendy's. Might be. No, Wendy's uh, is never always, fresh, always fresh, never frozen. 
Um, so no, but like basically in, in my, in Minecraft, if you walk, if you walk North, you know, you'll start walking North and it'll be a forest and then you'll be in the snow and then you'll be in the desert and it'll sort of like change these biomes and it'll randomly create an entire world. So you're, so when you go into Minecraft, yeah, your Minecraft world is totally different than someone else's Minecraft world. Even though it has all these same biomes and rules, it creates it completely new every time. Is there something to be said about like the mind that creates this, like th- 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 this idea of like it's very interesting, the unique, customizable world that only belongs to you? Somebody yeah. who didn't have anything growing up, right? I mean, I, you don't want to sort of. I think that that we're culturally. This is becoming one of our most interesting episodes because like <laughs> it, it opens really up, is we're, it opens really up so much and questions. i'm i'm choosing to like ask these questions which is like you know i think we're beyond the sort of easy joke about the the dweeb gamer or the incel gamer or the this or that but like is there something to be said about someone who i guess what kind of is in the social network the movie at least of like what who who what has to happen to somebody where they or what series of circumstances exist to create someone who this is their life's work of creating these fictional worlds within fictional worlds that are blank slates for each person to occupy individually? Because it isn't storytelling necessarily. No, it's actually quite the opposite. Yeah. Like and and actually this is what. This is what I'm getting at in this next point. Um, the thing that really grew the game in these early days and the thing that these early, you know, game forum members responded to was the unique lack of objectives, right? Like the complete lack of a story gave users this true sandbox feel where because there were no stories, players felt free to create whatever they wanted to, mm. which at its core is the reason that people loved Minecraft. It's the reason you were talking earlier that you were interested in playing it, right? Yeah. But That's it's also at its it. core, it's also at its core why it's would a terrible IP to make into a movie. <laughs> yeah, I, for, I sometimes I've been forgetting this. We're, this is eventually going to lead to a movie. Like, we're eventually going to mention Always Sunny in Philadelphia, and I cannot <laughs> yeah. understand how we get Are there. Are we going to mention the Emoji movie? Nope. Nope. Okay, cool. <laughs> I mean, we, we sounds like a reason if, they wouldn't I mean, make the movie. I'm pretty line, you know? fucking mad. You just did. <laughs> I just feel like they'd be like, "All right, we're gonna cook up the Minecraft movie," and then Emoji Movie drops, and they go, "Never fucking mind." Well, yeah, because well, I, I feel I, like I think it's too different. I think it's too different. Well, because beasts. Emoji Movie, everything they were gonna race. say with the Minecraft movie, they yeah. said with the Emoji Movie. Yeah, because well, the Emoji Movie was how do you make a story out of something that's just fonts? The entire the entire Minecraft movie's third act was going to be Patrick Stewart is a pile of poop. The pile so of they just scrapped yeah. the whole movie. Hey, I just noticed we're still talking about the fucking emoji movie. <laughs> <laughs> did so, anybody see? So wait, did Richard? Did you? I guess Richard. Did you see the emoji movie? I saw it on an airplane. Yeah, that's about right. <laughs> uh, it's a bad movie. No good. Very bad. It's Don't the kind it. of movie you notice the guy next to you is watching. That's why Somebody I was noticed like, uh, that well, Richard yeah. was watching. I looked to my left, and the dude was watching it next to me. And I go, "Hey, that's on here." And I, fuck it, I'm never going to pay for it. <laughs> and he, and like ten minutes later, he sees you watch, and he's like, "I just sold a fucking ticket." <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I just got somebody to watch the fucking emoji that, movie. 
that guy gets on a phone. He like pulls out his iPhone and just whispers like, don't worry, TJ, we got another one. <laughs> Good, man. So Notch uh, in these early days actually kept the sales of the game uh, public um, by January of uh, 2010, uh, 3,600 of the 100,000 players had bought the game uh, for five euros a piece, uh, which, you know, the he, first he, time you he dropped anything that about... since European in this story. Yeah. <laughs> uh, well, I mean, he's Swedish. Uh, so, so, you know, he had made about 18,000 off the game. Um, and that same month, uh, the crafting mechanics were added. And by February, they added the infinite maps. So the procedurally generated aspect of the game before it was a pretty small in that first month or so is a pretty small environment you could play around in yep. uh, between January and July of 2010. Notch quit his other job because just between January and July, the game had surpassed five hundred thousand dollars. That's how quickly this thing was growing. What happened? Was there is there like a sort of like a tweet that some like that went out or like did it just is it was it just that fun for people? It was really fun. And and this early it was spreading just through. This was like you said before, sort of when people were just like, oh, yeah, it's this weird little game. And it just sort of like the procedurally generated thing was really big yeah. for it when they added that. And then was it that kind pretty of new and it. And it, yeah, and it, and it worked in browser like it was coded in JavaScript so yeah. people could just open it up. There's no downloading right, so it. You at know. this point, it is still not on a con- it's not a console game. No, no, it's yeah. it's not out yet. It was it's kind of. Oh, released. yeah. OK. Um, so now this was only the beginning. This five hundred thousand uh, dollars. He now is able to quit that shitty job he took and go full time into Minecraft uh, updates started coming out like crazy, uh, and he partnered up with that dude, Jacob Porter, who he had worked at with at King, and they formed Mojang Specifications. As Notch didn't want to deal with anything that had to do with anything in the business other than coding the game, they also hired a CEO named Carl Manor. Uh, updates like animals, fences, uh, music boxes, redstone, which let people create like entire like roller coasters and, and computers within the game and like their own like it was basically a circuitry system. Um, all these updates uh, were added boats, sneaking, the nether realm, all this stuff. Um, so later in 2010, the original creepypasta was posted about Hero Brine. Do you guys know about the Hero Brine creepypasta? No. No, but I love we're about to talk about a creepypasta. I love it. And so, uh, do we have a staged reading or can you please? We, we yeah, do. can we? Um, I know I'm going to get, I'm gonna get whole, real serious. For this. Yeah, I need this. Okay. I'd recently spawned a new single player world in Minecraft. Everything was normal at first as I began chopping down trees and crafting a workbench. I noticed something move amongst the dense fog. I have a very slow computer, so I play with a tiny render distance. I thought at first it was a cow, so I pursued it, hoping to grab some hides for armor. It wasn't a cow, though. Looking back at me was another character with the default skin, but his eyes were empty. I saw no name pop up, and I double-checked to make sure I wasn't in multiplayer mode. He didn't stay long. He looked at me and quickly ran into the fog. 
I pursued out of curiosity, but he was gone. I continued with the game, not sure what to think. As I explored the world, I saw things that seemed out of place for a random map generator to make. Two by two tunnels into rock, small, perfect pyramids made of sand in the ocean, and groves of trees with all their leaves cut off. I would constantly think I saw the other player in the deep fog, but I never got a better look at him. I tried increasing my render distance to far whenever I thought I saw him, but to no avail. I saved the map and went on the forums to see if anyone else had seen this pseudo player. There were none. I created my own topic, telling of the man and asking if anyone had a similar experience. The post was deleted within five minutes. I tried again, and the topic was deleted even faster. I received a PM from a username, Herobrine, containing one word, stop. When I went to look at Herobrine's profile, the page 404'd. I received an email from another forum user. He claimed the mods can read the forum user messages, so we were safer using email. <laughs> the emailer claimed that he had seen the mysterious player too and had a small directory of other users that had seen him as well. Their words were littered with obvious man-made features as well, and described their mysterious player as having no pupils. About a month passed until I heard from my informant again. Some of the people who had encountered the mystery man had looked into the name Herobrine and found that name to be used by a Swedish gamer, and some further information gathered... It was revealed that that was the brother of Notch, the game's designer. I personally emailed Notch and asked him if he had a brother. It took him a while, but he emailed me back a very short message. I did, but he's no longer with us, signed Notch. I haven't seen the mystery man since our first encounter, but I haven't noticed any changes to my world other than my own. I was able to press print screen when I first saw him. So here's the only evidence I have that he exists. And then there's an image. Like, it was just a fake story. Now, they have had a lot of fun with this, obviously. Every time they... Uh, people have gone through the code line by line, and there is no mechanic for this, uh, for something to, like, make these perfect things, like, to drill these holes like there's just there would be lines of code for it um but they do uh every time they put out patch notes at the end of the patch notes they they put the last bullet point is always removed hero brian uh, so they have yeah. they have a little fun with it that's um, like the it had a moment but it's similar to most creepy pastas where it's creepy for like four like for two sentences and then it's right back to yeah this well, is just well sort of the, so the interesting thing and how this plays into the, the the big story is that this becomes a schoolyard thing right this like mm -hmm. rides the slender man wave of this like thing where now kids that had no interest in playing minecraft want to play minecraft to try to prove to their friends that they can find hero brian uh, do minecraft you remember like, would you believe <laughs> i would believe equally that the whole slender man you know uh, uh craze was both three years and two weeks. Yeah, totally. Like, I don't. I know it happened. I just like it. Just felt like, can we get over this really quick here? They made a movie. They made a movie. They made. We all can immediately conjure up what that game those looked girls like. Killed that 
Those girls killed that other kid. PewDiePie's a millionaire. A lot of shit came out of <laughs> out of Slenderman that we're not happy about. But but sort of it this hero Brian thing becoming this like piece of weird like schoolyard lore in the like early 2010s is one of these weird contributing factors that led to Minecraft being like the biggest thing in the world for anyone under eighth grade. Like, yeah, you know what I mean? Like it was played by people that were older, but it was like the shit. Yeah, if I was like, if I was like hanging out with like a chick who had like a younger brother or something like he was all up on this shit, you know, totally, totally. It, It was sort of like, like it became so seminal because that paired with a huge boom sort of what spike was talking about in YouTube videos, mm-hmm. um, that led to the game skyrocketing in popularity. All of these YouTubers and streamers were covering the game, which then led to more people playing the game, which then led to more people wanting content about the game and sort of like, you know, the same thing we saw with Fortnite, the same thing that we saw with like Fall Guys, you know what I mean? This cycle of like how these games become popular now. Like I feel like games have become popular from ad campaigns necessarily. Like, this is now the, the <laughs> model for any game that wants to exist. Yeah. And 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 vice versa, Minecraft completely changed the YouTube landscape and dominated. Um because Minecraft like Mojang released the source code to people very early on. There's pretty much always been mods for Minecraft. So you could add like, oh, different, you know, village factions mods. And you could add sharks. You could add. Again, I want to ask because I don't for sure know when you say source code, you mean where a guy can go back in time to save a train, right? Yes. That's how I, I don't I think because this is this is I think under movie podcast what what is a source code because I know that that not now exists where like a lot of people can mod games but what is that exactly is a source code Yeah I mean I guess it's sort of like the core code in <clears throat> Minecraft that you need like the files that you would need to edit to change these things in the game Yeah it's the it's why so base grounding of the whole game and like, well, they give that they give that out for the very reason that a lot of companies give that out. You know, Bethesda will give that out, mm-hmm. uh, you know, for Skyrim mods. It's because the modding community will always make more shit and better shit than any company can make. It's true. You know what I mean? A lot of it will be awful, but yeah. the shit that rises to the top of those user made communities are fucking fantastic. Dude, like. Uh, Facebook like gaming uh, keeps trying to push like showing me things and sometimes it gives me these like crazy ass GTA mod videos yeah where it'll I get be, those like, to push to me a dude playing it's like they're playing as like Brock Lesnar or they're on like these crazy ass yeah, well, parkour it'll be like Iron Man in the land it's insane yeah. yeah so like the modding community especially on YouTube and stuff the, the reason that Minecraft became so big was because it wasn't just like a normal video game where like you watch a couple videos about a person playing through the story mode of some game, right? It's like a hundred thousand people watched a video about this one lasers mod. You know what I mean? And 500,000 other people watched this video about a a mod where you can mate mate cows and do bull riding or I remember going over to like a coworker's house and their young daughters were watching it. It was like the first game that people first non-scary game that people were just watching people play on youtube for no fucking reason yep 
and and for it, it really... to be like an easily accessible cheap to free game like it i remember back then i was thinking like why would you watch someone play a game and it it like you said i guess it sort of spawned this thing well and it, and then it just becomes personalities right you because know? for the very reason that the game itself by design has no personality Right. So then people become and people have made their entire careers online yeah. because they were Minecraft streamers. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And like it's just because enough people discovered them and liked them and now they do all kinds of gaming content. But it's like, you know, Minecraft really, you know, it's it, the reason it was this great game is because if you wanted to fight zombies, cool, that's Minecraft. If you want to go explore, cool, that's Minecraft. If you want to build a giant Homer Simpson, like cool, that's Minecraft. You know, like it's it's so many different <laughs> that kinds was a of real games. leap. <laughs> I mean, I'll just say it. Like, no, I love it. Like, it, it's it's a very customizable, mo- moddable game. Yeah, it. Um, there's clones of it too. Like, we play Rec Room sometimes on VR, mm-hmm. which is essentially just like Minecraft in VR. You know, and it's like uh, there there will be different rooms, like uh, for rock climbing and stuff. And I found one where someone just made the Iron Giant. And you can like climb up him and shit. It's pretty cool. Yeah, I'm looking at a tutorial on how to make Homer Simpson in Minecraft. It's 30 minutes long. <laughs> so, guys, go pause this. Go watch that because there's going to be a lot of Easter eggs. And actually, that you don't have to pause this. Pause. We're just going to be dead air for 30 yeah. minutes while you go watch it. Yeah, we'll wait while you go to YouTube.com slash watch question mark V equals 5D6RNLR7J1S. Oh, God. Hold on. I'm going to grab a beer. Keep talking. Yeah. Um... I never like I, I I know that I bought Minecraft and played it for 14 seconds. Yeah, I um I kind of opened it up on like uh, when it finally came to Xbox. All my friends were like, "We got to get it. We'll hear what the craze is about." Because I was never like a yep. PC gamer, you know. So I popped it in and I go, "You don't do anything." And then all of a sudden, I started digging, and then I died. And I was like, "I don't want to play this." Well, and I remember thinking like, oh, it'll be nice. Okay, so here's here's where I caught myself. I remember thinking, oh, it'll be really nice. It's a game that's relaxing. You don't have to do much. You can just go be. And then the second you start playing it, you realize, or I realized, instead, I could actually relax and just be. I don't have to hit start <laughs> and then like fucking mine fire Yo, by that's... its simple default. And I think this is why it's so weird that not only was a movie tried, but that a movie was tried with someone who had a voice, like a, a unique voice. I'm like, this movie oh, Spike, is when we when by we default get to it, a blank canvas. It is it is a movie. The 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 voices that they try to project onto this movie with the people they pick is one of the most wild lists. We well, go well, down wild lists, but we'll get to it. Wait, it's will I at least get an fuck, answer? Fuck, now it's my turn because I named I named to you one person who I think I don't want to spoil, but I think might still be involved in this movie. But like, I don't know why anyone would. I don't know what's here. Again, right. there, that's, that's most video thing. games, right? Most video game movies are like. This will never work as a movie because video games by design are about unique choices and a movie removes that element from the storytelling. Well, it's not 
I mean, it's not really any different than how we talked about Dungeons and Dragons. You know what I right. mean? Where it's it like needs to belong to its fun, player. Right, right. And I mean, may, I mean, you could argue the Lego movie did a good job of sort of yep. crystallizing what people loved about a thing that is a very unique personal. Yeah, but you can't do that again. Right, exactly. They sort of did like the they one. Did it. They got there the first. The one way you could do it. Yeah. Um, and Lego and will, so will incredibly well for the next. Who knows how Minecraft will work as with staying power, but Lego will always win this sort of culture war there in terms of like significance. And it's not like Minecraft can do that again and still be effective. Right, right. Well, I mean, and Richard, what do you think about that? Like, it's it's the same sort of problem as with Dungeons and Dragons, right? Like, it's the same thing that we talked about in your episode. Yeah, making a movie out of Minecraft is making Penn the movie. <laughs> you know? Now, hold on. Are we talking, work. Is are we talking Bic the motion picture or yes. are we talking the motion picture part one in the, the post credit scene you they introduce Teller and you're like wait what <laughs> in pen the movie is the bad guy a pencil it's a cat or, yeah it's the cat trying to silence the pen <laughs> <laughs> Their big guy is the sword. See, that's the thing. They're like heavy. Like, Minecraft essentially is a pen, and then you give it to people to make things. You know, like right. we will um, the movie. Like it's look not out like... for pen the movie from Big Old Titties production. <laughs> if you got through the Gangs of New York episode, so sorry about your ears. Uh. So by 2011, uh, the game had uh, was now 15 euros, um, and it had passed over one million dollars in sales. Yeah, how many normal uh, monies is that? <laughs> I mean, that's like that's what like uh, how much money is that for real like people? Seventeen bucks, right? Damn, like, a little under twenty bucks. Yeah, it's um, um they're about the same. It's uh, probably about uh, it'd be like 19.99. Yeah, eighteen point two three United States dollars. Yeah, you know a Walmart be selling that for nineteen ninety nine. Shit, yeah, yeah. And they had they had passed a million in sales, so the game uh, was still not even officially released yet. Like this has all been alpha or beta versions of the game up until this point. Like the versions we played probably were all like the alpha, probably. Yeah, I'm I'm always more kind of attracted to the alpha. <laughs> As a beta naturally. myself. What is that? Wait, As a no. true beta. I was so myself. distracted by doing a dumb joke. I didn't realize. Is there an, what is an alpha? I know beta is where they let people find out what's wrong with it. What is an alpha? Alpha is like pre-beta. Yeah. It's it, like, it it's like when really you're still working on the game. Damn. Like when you're working on the game, it's alpha builds. And then I believe when you have, when you're having other people test it and then you're working on it, then it's beta. Builds. This is the difference between the Blade Runner uh, work print cut and the theatrical cut. <laughs> Obviously, which yeah. we talked about in our last episode. We talked about last. Everybody knows about that from last week. And uh, <laughs> work is not suffocating me every single day of my life. So uh, this this led, like I said, the whole YouTube boom um, and the Hero Brian thing, all of that stuff. Uh, that led to Minecraft having 10 million users by July 2011. So does my butthole. <laughs> Jesus, Jesus Christ. Christ. 
Now, people may think we removed dead air to 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 make that quicker in post. We did not. He was that. Nope. He was sitting ready on that. He's been uh, sitting for a fat hour ten. Which is like, surprising that he's been able to sit that long because he's had to have 10 million users in his ass. No, I know. He's been waiting <laughs> for someone to busy. mention something that's been used 10 million times. So now in November 2011, Minecraft officially releases at Minecon 2011 at the Mandalay Bay in Las Vegas, Nevada. Now, what are you guys doing in November of 2011? Uh. I am getting ready to celebrate my uh, my birthday in my like junior year of high school. Did you say November of 2011? Yes. I am uh, I am 20 in my second year of college. Yeah. I am meeting. I think I'm meeting Kyle. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, junior. I would have been just starting in film school and stuff. So I think you and I may have just met Spike. Yeah, I met you and found and out I was that just, there. I was just starting at stand up, so I may have just met Richard also. Yeah, yeah um, and I was just meeting year. Kyle and like finding out that there were cool people in the world. Like you, so, uh, again, this is a weird episode, but like yeah. around that time, I'm like meeting Kyle and deciding that life is going to be okay. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, meeting uh, both Kyle. It's a good time. It's a good time. And Minecraft released. You know? Yeah, so no, I was, also, I was definitely I'm also working about Minecraft down the road. Yeah, at this point, I am working at the electronics section of Target. I'm working yeah. at a $10 store at the Riviera Hotel and Casino. Oh, oh and yeah. I, I cannot. Uh, when I say that they released it at Minecon. Uh, 2011. I mean that Notch went on stage and pulled a giant lever. <laughs> that quote released the game, like the levers they have in the game, and all this confetti went down. And then a bunch of nerdy Swedish uh, game dev- programmers all danced to techno music on a E3 stage or on the on like a stage, and it is as much of that as you think it is. I just realized. <laughs> The Swede is loving this episode. <laughs> oh, the silent Swede is oh, loving it, baby. Boy. So around this time is also when Jens Bergstrom was uh, moved from a programmer to their lead designer on Minecraft. Uh, and he's pretty cool. He's like regarded by the community as like really the person who's like stayed with the game and like shepherded it through like being a small game to like really making it great. He's been very active. Like he seems cool uh, by all accounts. Um, and he also worked at obsidian Richard. Uh, he oh. was like a OG obsidian dude. Yeah. I've, uh, uh, uh the original obsidian. Fallout. Yeah. They were the originally makers of fallout, uh, before it got bought by Bethesda <laughs> and obsidian is, uh, it's actually funny because Mojang had another game they tried to develop, like a trading card slash video game, because they were like, well, we have the kids. So what if we now sell the kids a, a new Pokemon? Uh, and they tried to make this this game called Scrolls, and they got sued by Bethesda uh, because they were like, that infringes on Elder Scrolls. I feel, and- <laughs> I feel like Pokemon is the video game version of Star Wars, where it's like everyone tries to yeah. do their... their there's, no one will ever do another one, but yes. everyone will try to. That's interesting. I, I like that 
that uh, comparable there. So let's see. Uh, now through 2014, uh, with with Jens and Notch working in tandem, uh, tons of updates through uh, for the game came, uh, including entire biomes like the desert, the mountains, tons of new animals, armors, uh, villagers you could interact with, the sunflower plains, <laughs> mesas, savannas. Uh, as well as Minecraft being ported to pretty much any device it could possibly run yeah, on, I can, including like mobile I can pull games. it up on my okay. iPad right now and play. It's just clunky. Right. And that, but that's the thing with Minecraft, where like a, it's so blank slate that the big pitch on it, someone could sit in the boardroom and go, desert. And they fucking right. lose their shit. They're like, oh my <laughs> god, that opens up so many doors. They're like, pen, right. the movie. <laughs> what about well because once pen. you do once you do desert right you put out desert and now there's the modding community is like oh guys i made a cactus mod yeah guys i made tumbleweeds guys all we I made, gotta and do then, is make the green brown and then they'll make camels right so it's almost like the less they do the more it sparks more interest in their game you know what it i becomes mean like, like it becomes again so you it's i guess it's kind of the perfect video game in that it its experience completely belongs to its player. But right. you're so much downloading so that it all the mods that you want television. Yeah. Totally. Totally. Fuck. Got to play some Cuz you're also tonight, like guys. like while you have yeah, your favorite, I mean, you know, streamer, you also have your favorite like guy who makes mods. You know what I mean? Like yeah, you have exactly. your favorite texture pack guy. You know, you have your favorite like it's and it is becomes Twitch this, around this right community. now. Yeah. At this point. Uh, oh no, wait. Yeah. yeah. I mean, like, I mean, it, there's, there is streaming. It's but um, like, is Minecraft the first big Twitch thing? Kind of, yeah. Well, it's because uh, there was Periscope was kind of like, uh, like a pre-Twitch thing, remember? And it was like people were Periscoping, and then, uh, and then Twitter bought Periscope, and it just went away. Okay. Yeah. I'm sorry. I keep asking you guys. Like, you guys are. This is also serving as a great like history lesson on just video games for me. Yeah, that's true. So, and, and it probably will for a lot of listeners if they just are more into movies and stuff. Um, this so is, yeah, this on, is one of the greatest episodes of a movie podcast ever. <laughs> <laughs> so, but on Zenda, September, bought. on <laughs> September 15th, um, the worst forget. thing to ever happen mid September, yeah. uh, Mojang announced we that they were being it. acquired by Microsoft for 2.5 billion smackaroons. Say that again, because we didn't. We did nine eleven jokes. It, they, it, the, Mojang the, announced that they were being acquired by Microsoft for two point five billion. Smack with a B. That's a lot. Billion. Billion. It's so much fucking money now. At the like time, Showtime original mo- billion. Yeah, like 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 billions, and and Mojang is with fucking. It's like three or four people. You're saying and they're a couple in the those empire people. <laughs> so they each get like billions billion with a B. Dollars? Well, like, like Notch is the majority shareholder because he's, you know, the he was the original creator of it and everything. So he walks away with one point five billion dollars cash from this deal. Buy a lot of shirts with that. What does a Swedish now, guy do with all that? He also Sweet, let us know. <laughs> Steps down from the company at this time. Oh, bitch. He takes it down a notch. Yeah, he leaves for a <laughs> notch. 
Richard was walking away from his mic. If he was properly recorded, we would have really heard that. That yeah, he laughed. Have truly, truly crushed had he been properly mic'd. Yeah. Um, so Mojang said this on their blog uh, after the announcement went public. Mm. Why did you sell Minecraft? As you might already know, Notch is the creator of Minecraft and the majority shareholder at Mojang. He's decided that he doesn't want the responsibility of owning a company of such global significance. Over the past few years, he's made attempts to work on smaller projects, but the pressure of owning Minecraft became too much for him to handle. The only option was to sell Mojang. He'll continue to do cool stuff, though. Don't worry about that. They basically went on to explain that Microsoft is kind of the only people that they had worked with that they had felt would have the infrastructure to make it bigger. But, like, I understand that, like, I mean... Every business model is like build something amazing, sell it for so much money, and disappear. It, um, yeah. At that time, though, Microsoft is buying up hella properties. You know, it's because like mm-hmm. Halo is like the god at that point. Yeah. Sorry. When is this again? This is uh, this is twenty fourteen. Yeah. That's- so this is post. I think a big thing here. I if I want to tie it to movies because it's the thing I think we all understand the most, or at least I do, mm. which is like, um, this is post Disney buying Marvel and star and Lucas films. So it's like suddenly owning broad property is important. Yeah. Well, because they knew that not only does, do they own this lucrative IP, they own a direct line into every 13 year old in the country. This is what, this is you know exactly what I mean. What I mean like, where like Disney yeah, is it's like, this market share. Disney like, buys it, young boy viewers by buying Marvel and star Wars the same mm-hmm. way Microsoft, while not an entertainment company per se, they see Minecraft as a, as not just a video game. There's a reason they're not buying mortal Kombat. They're buying well, this thing that is, has yeah. become a multimedia piece. Well, is They're seeing Hot is, Topic pillows. Everyone who it. is playing Halo is now aged up to actually being able to buy Halo themselves, you know? Or, and, or right. building Halo now. Yeah. And well, and that was the thing. It's like, because Microsoft kicks uh, Bungie out of the Halo conversation, has to build a new in-house studio itself, and then just starts trying to crawl up other games inside Microsoft games. It's like the Xbox 360 just gets bigger. Wow, it's weird. Microsoft is is considered. I mean, Microsoft was the most boring thing in the world pre-Halo, pre-Xbox, right? Yeah, and then right. it, and it, that's now, why they launched this. The connotation is only that it's like I think a lot of people think of it only as a video game company. They lose money in their video game department. They literally do it to keep a younger brand identity. Sure, again, it's because this is they, the, they knew that they were going out. Yeah, because they know that they're like, other than that, they're like, you know, fucking they're, they're Word and Windows, which are like useful, but they're not like well, fun or sexy. It, you know what so I mean? So the thing people it also, say. Oh, sorry, go ahead. It, I mean, I, I was just going to say that it also is like, I think that Bill Gates will never not sa- seem like the biggest fucking nerd in the world. Mm-hmm. And he'll and because and that's precisely why he was never Steve Jobs, and so he's basically buying that PR through. They're basically buying that PR through the property, not through the presentation of it. Yeah, where like 
we let's not be the forefront. Let's let our properties be the forefront. Whereas, right. like, but, I feel like Steve Jobs was thing, always a bigger deal than the iPhone. But Microsoft doesn't have good properties, though. It's uh, the thing people say about Xbox as a whole is that they don't have good original IP. All their stuff is good, like crossplay, and the thing they benefit from is better hardware. And then they go, you go over to Sony, and they have like Last of Us, and they have all of these, and Spider Man, Spider Man, like yeah. all of these just well, like, that, good franchise tent poles that really sell the console. Well, everyone like uh, the thing with Microsoft and the big nerdy fucking thing is that hey, sell this cool box that has cool specs, you know? Right. Shit. Right. I mean, that, that's sort of always the argument with with Microsoft, right? Is that it's like this nerdy company that has more money than God and could probably do whatever they want. You know what I mean? And there's but a movie like with Steve Carell they're gonna cool. make. <laughs> I can't believe <laughs> right, this right. is headed towards a movie. Exactly. Now, this is interesting. I just thought we would like to talk about this. Microsoft, when they bought Minecraft, said that they believed, uh, and and I and I do I do I do want I do <laughs> I cannot wait for you guys to talk about this. They believed that Minecraft could be the first quote hundred year game that people have been playing Monopoly for almost a hundred years, and they believe that Minecraft has the staying power with the modding community and the way that they've integrated it into classrooms, because that's a new big thing that Microsoft did, was they, like, turned it... Essentially, Minecraft is, like, Math Blaster now. Um, Oh, I fucked Math Blaster. So they believe that they can (laughs) make Minecraft a hundred-year game. Jesus Christ. I mean... It's again a case where that makes total sense because yeah. it is so by its definite by its design it is unfinished it is it's abstract until a player arrives um you know whereas you know you show up to monopoly there are rules and you will do it every game will be different mm-hmm. no one it's will Minecraft be playing Spider-Man monopoly. Miles Morales for 100 years right, you know right. Minecraft I get has the potential to be the to be like Monopoly, to be like Dungeons and Dragons in the digital realm, because exactly they will always be a new game every time for every unique person. But it doesn't have that thing like Second Life or even Dungeons and Dragons, where I mean it. It's so it's such a brilliant idea for a permanent game. I I totally think that that's possible and maybe likely. Dude. Yeah, I mean, hey, stranger things have happened. I mean, I already feel like things are waning for it, but maybe not. And maybe the communities will keep it around and then it becomes nostalgic and then it becomes a classic. And then, it, you know, who knows? Well, it, I right. think uh, so this year they released Minecraft Dungeons, which is a dungeon crawler. Like you get swords and stuff and explore and like kill orcs. Uh, and that is 95% liked with reviews. Like, people love it. And it's only $20. Wow. Like, it's just, it's majority good reviews. Still. It's like 17 euros. <laughs> so, uh, all of that, all of that was uh, merely backstory. Uh, we doing to it? Say that, Are we doing know, it? This is an, this is an incredibly... Uh, lucrative franchise. It's estimated that the franchise made over $10 million in merchandising and sales. Uh-huh. Um, so it's a no-brainer that Hollywood would come a-knocking. We are going to uh, make in 2012. Minecraft matter. And how are we going to do yeah. that? Make it a movie. So in 2012, this is still before 
Minecraft like actually released. It doesn't release until 2014. Oh, uh, before it's so it's not bought. It's not even released. So in 2012, but it's already so popular. Mojang receives offers from quote Hollywood children's show producers who wanted to produce a Minecraft related TV show. To me, that's maybe the only way a Minecraft thing works is like take the Steve character and almost like people were making yep. machinimas. I think what happened was that like Nickelodeon or one of these companies saw these machinimas getting 60 million views. A machinima and were being like, a machinima is like like little videos, funny videos people make, song parodies people make with Minecraft or with any video game. Like they, a they YouTube blew up with the Halo videos. meme kind of thing. Yeah, kind of yeah. like, you know, you'll do a song parody of, you know, moves like Jagger, but it's, you know, oh, I'm in the nether or whatever. And it's that sounds Minecraft. funny, guys. It's really funny. We're going to so, go five but, minutes of dead air while you go find that. But, like, imagine if they could do, like, you know, like, some, like, sketch show for kids or something. Like, I think that's sort of what they approached Mojang with. And uh, Mojang said that uh, they would only engage in products when, quote, the right idea comes along. So they turned down TV. They said, Minecraft, too big for TV. So a Minecraft movie... Uh, was actually revealed on February 28th, 2014 by Notch on his Twitter when he tweeted out that somebody was trying to uh, like blackmail him with leaking out that uh, that they were working on a movie. So he was like, to ruin that, I'm just going to tweet out that we're working on a movie with Warner Brothers. What? <laughs> Who's blackmailing <laughs> him? I don't know. Notch just was like, I'm not going to let these people hold this over me. We're dumbest, making the Minecraft that's movie. The, if you are going to blackmail someone, don't do it with a piece of information the person is already going to announce. <laughs> you know how on Thursday you're going to announce that you're going to make a Mandalorian spinoff? I'm going to tell people on Wednesday. Unless you give me a million dollars. <laughs> you owe me $40,000 or I won't do it. That's 64,000 euros, asshole. <laughs> or else your Thursday plans are kaput. So script work began uh, on March uh, 2nd, 2014, uh, according to Notch on Twitter. Um, and on October 8th, 2014, uh, View Boy stated that the movie was in its early stages of development, but stating that it was going to be a large, major motion picture production. And that he also stated that it will not be released until 2018. Dead to happen. Uh, also on March 2nd, 2014, uh, Vladimir Putin received unanimous approval from Russian's parliament to send troops to the Ukraine. Coincidence? Also, Matthew McConaughey won an Academy Award and told us about his hero. Coincidence? Absolutely not. Those are, those are a coordinated effort. Yeah, um, it was all a single coup. Those are all parts of a plan. Uh, he tried so, to blackmail the Oscars. I know you're going to give Matthew McConaughey an Oscar. I know you're going to give out Oscars. <laughs> I know his hero is himself in five out years. Oscars over here. I know the people that you're going to say died. <laughs> it's like, yeah, no, that's Googleable. Uh, so later that same month, Sean Levy was announced to direct the film. Ooh, he did Night at the Museum. Masters. And this is before uh, Stranger Things, right? 
Is this pretty strange? Yeah. So had he done this movie in 2018 stuff, that was around when he would have done when he found Stranger Things. When he found the Duffer Brothers. We may have not. Uh, yeah, we may have not had Stranger Things or may have, you know, been very different had the Minecraft movie worked out in its first uh, first go there. Um, but the project, uh, along with uh, Kieran and Michael uh, Mulrooney uh, writing, uh, fell apart due to scheduling conflicts. Now, they were the writers of Power Rangers, the new Power Rangers movie, Geostorm, and Paper Man. They're like a husband Hey, and wife so uh, Paper Man, we talked about that uh, movie once Yeah, on and podcast. Kyle recently posted a Paper Man joke. Yeah. Yeah, I did. That movie <laughs> awful. Is, but- um... <laughs> Yeah. When I was researching this episode, I saw that that uh, him as so that guy wrote was, one uh, good movie. Joke. Have they- yeah, well, I mean, I mean, his wife wrote uh, the Power Rangers movie, which oh, was, so his like, wife uh, wrote one good movie. Yeah, he has story by credit on that movie, but his wife wrote it. I read the first draft of Power Rangers written by Kyle's favorite person ever. <laughs> it was good, Max Landy. Up to my knees in drafts of the Power Rangers. <laughs> Up to my knees in drafts. So, uh, let's see. Uh, they left the project due to scheduling conflicts, and on July 21st, 2015, Boy announced that uh, Rob uh, McElroy would serve as director of the film. Is that how you say his last name? McElaney. I think you just McElaney. Pretty hard. McElaney. Ma- I think it's uh, McElaney or McElaney. I think it's McElhaney. Yeah, Mac. McElhaney sounds correct. McElhaney? Uh, uh, you know, Mac from uh, from Always Sunny. Now, yeah. I want to stay here. Oh, yeah, that's that. that, that, that's McElhaney, yeah. Sean, Sean Levy and, like, the Power Rangers and Geostorm people, you almost see how that's like, you know, Night at the Museum, Power Rangers. You almost see how that becomes, like, a paint-by-numbers Hollywood movie. You can immediately imagine right? it as the bad movie it should be. Yeah. Right. And it's and it's and you can imagine it and you sort of track that's our first version. I want you to imagine yeah. the first version of Minecraft. So now we have this version of Minecraft that's you know Rob however you say McElhenney. his last name. Uh McElhenney. Hey, you know what? It makes me feel good on this podcast because sometimes we can't we can't pronounce like foreign directors' names, right. and now we get this dude is white as day real, long. Dude, really <laughs> weird YouTube video is telling me it's McElhaney. Uh, is it the Indian like, guy? It's yeah. <laughs> I googled I googled how to pronounce it too, motherfucker. But I was like, I don't know if I trust you. Spike is dying. <laughs> I'm gonna throw up. <laughs> Yo, that dude's a big gamer, though. Oh, this video has yeah. 300 views. <laughs> Any YouTube video that has more than 100 but less than like 10,000 views is really fun. Should be a franchise. <laughs> Oh my so, god. So it, later it that is. month, uh, Mojang Studios announced uh, the title and the release date for, quote, Minecraft, colon, the movie. <laughs> Yo, they, they, they spent a day announcing that? <laughs> That's what I'm saying, dude. They have nothing. Like, they clearly have nothing because they're like, guys, the Minecraft movie is going to be called Minecraft, the movie. <laughs> Start the hey, email variety. <laughs> like, 
Like, what are you doing? So, uh, at, at that same time, uh, Mac from Always Sunny uh, tweeted a uh, the front cover of the script and publicly announced the release date as May 2016. And it was reported that Steve Carell was going to uh, star in the film. But he left the project due to do 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 scheduling conflicts. Is Which the schedule think, he didn't want to put that in his schedule? Yeah, <laughs> I don't think conflict? scheduling conflicts means anything for a movie that has still not been made. He just yeah. left. Yeah, that's what it keeps coming to. Is it keeps sounding like what's he been he keeps busy? Being like yeah, since I'll sign on, and they're like cool. To now, we're well. They're like I think it's like cool. I'll sign on, and then they're like cool. We're working on the script, and he's like, oh, I have like a year to make something. I can't do this. Yeah, yeah. You know what I, I gotta mean? go make like, hope. Yeah, that's post yeah, the I office. Hope like springs. he's done with that. Show. I gotta go make Foxcatcher. You know, like. Yeah. Um, so that's uh, actually kind of right on. Like he probably was like, I can't do Minecraft. I have to do Foxcatcher. <laughs> right. Well, it's wild when you read about these scripts and you read the other things these people do. Anyway, we're, we're about oh, to get there. So wait, at the same wait. time, it, was it yeah. going to be animated or live action? We buddy, you're, we don't fucking know it. There's so many versions of this movie. We're going to get to it. <laughs> the only, so, the only movie I really you can was make. Like one out, I, I just think the only movie you can make out of Minecraft is one about the dudes who made it. And then we don't want that. No. Yeah. That's already a documentary. Yeah. They did it. It did. All right. Can um, I just say like, was I'm rumored. still mentally resetting after you knowing what I'm, what, what video I was watching. <laughs> I'm like still coming down Cause the amount of uh, Fucking Unsure that I am in that fucking dude That I described that video as Really really weird and you knew Exactly what I was talking about So So at the same time casting was Rumored uh, to also be including Chris Pratt and Karen Gillan uh, But Those were really never confirmed uh, By Mojang or you know, Warner that's just one of those things where it's like they're popping right now. So let's sign them on to this real quick to see if it'll make the needle move. Right, no, I it think it's literally feels... like, let's just rumor it. You know what yeah. I mean? Yeah. Like <laughs> they throw it, they leak it to see if people get excited. But like, it always feels like lazy. Like whenever they cast. Well, he's the guy people, from the Lego movie, too. So it's but, like, why are you doing that? Right. Well, I mean, that's probably exactly why they were doing that. But at the same time. Whenever they cast two people who are already in a hit movie together, you know, like when they cast, when yeah. it was uh, the two from Thor, uh, Ragnarok, mm -hmm. ended up in the Men in Black movie, or that mm -hmm. from Guardians, where it's like, we didn't even want to pay for the focus group. We're just going to hire the right. two that are in the biggest movie of the of the. It year always feels like weekend. when an algorithm made the yeah, movie, well, like the Netflix algorithm spit out who should be in this. Which you is know? Like, like the entire oeuvre of, of The Rock. In the last, well, it's, like, five right. well, it's like uh, every movie any cast member of like Game of Thrones has done post like their career there has been an algorithm sure. movie. Yeah. So so basically the, the Chris Pratt, the Karen Gale thing, those were never like truly confirmed. And then on October uh, 13th, 2016, it was announced that Jason Fuck's would be writing the script. He <laughs> made sorry. Ice Age, Continental Drift and Wonder Woman. He, he's the writer of those two. Oh. And his last name is what? I assume it's Fux. It's F U C H S. Is there a video of an Indian guy telling me how to say it? <laughs> is there just a. 
Hey, this is a lot of white guys' names we can't pronounce in this episode. I think it's Fuchs. Fuchs? Fuchsius? I feel like if your name looks like it's gonna say fucks, you go with Fuchs. Here's the thing, is his full name is Jason, normal name, Isaac, normal name, fucks. Not normal, like... <laughs> Jason like, Isaac's fucks, no, yes he does! I can't Google it with some nationality to figure it out, but he, I, do re- I did recognize the name he co-wrote Wonder Woman. Yeah. Right? Yeah, yeah, he did. Uh, which again, so now you're like, okay, maybe that matching with the comedy of Always Sunny and like... Steve Carell will turn into something like you're trying to look at this like what is this soup already yeah right yeah now around this time is when stuff gets really crazy because our boy Notch has a troubled past with a little website uh, called Twitter <laughs> so, <laughs> uh, persons has received criticism for political and social opinions he expressed on Twitter uh, such as referring to feminism as quote a social disease whoa, whoa, whoa. And, claiming, <laughs> and claiming that feminists are quote overtly sexist against men in June 2017 persons uh, faced criticism for referring to video game developer Zoe Quinn from the uh, you know gaming and journalism Gamergate debacle as a, quote, cunt. And then later in 2017, he tweeted in support of a heterosexual pride day, oh. calling opposites to the to the idea of the day cunts and suggesting that they, quote, deserve to be shot. Well, you wrong. And this all like only came too. to life. This all only came to light after he was announced the new host of The Daily Show. <laughs> <laughs> it is Jason yeah. and Fuchs, he, and by the way. And he promptly was taken away from hosting Talking Dead. <laughs> Yeah, he was. It Pending is Jason Fuchs, by the way. It is Fuchs. It is Fuchs. Someone on extra interviewed him. I guess he's also an actor. <laughs> so, uh, so after facing community backlash, he deleted the tweets and walked back his statements after writing in one tweet. Uh, so yeah, it's about the pride of daring to express yourself, not about pride of being who you are. I get it now, which is sort of like completely him not getting it. Yeah, now is the time for me to take a step back. In 2017, Persons was criticized for posting a tweet that read, it's okay to be white. Uh, in follow-up tweets, he said that he believed privilege is, quote, a made-up metric. And in March 2019, he was criticized for calling transgender women mentally ill. So see, Kyle, I'm pretty uh, mad at you for making us <laughs> like him for a while. Spike, yeah. see, this is the result of when a guy doesn't get his white guy magic money. Like, he doesn't get his white guy check. <laughs> you know, like, yeah. he doesn't get that whisper. We got 1.5 bill, baby. Yeah. I know. He I'm, did get yeah. that, but he got that through hard work, and that turns you into a piece of shit. That's true. Now, these controversies led to the Unless creation of Sandler. the Hetsuke Miko-created Minecraft meme, uh, which is like she's like an anime schoolgirl, but all the fans just quote that she created Minecraft because they're like, we want to like Minecraft, but Notch is a piece of shit, so... This anime girl made Minecraft. So in March 2019, Minecraft uh, Minecraft update silently removed references to Notch uh, from the game's menus, though his name is still in the credits. Minecraft did not specify the exact reason, but the timing and the removal led to multiple news outlets uh, concluding that it was related to the controversial tweets. Notch was also not invited to be a part of the Minecraft 10th anniversary event later that year with Minecraft's uh, with Microsoft saying that his views, quote, do not reflect those of Microsoft or Mojang. Uh, Microsoft then distanced themselves from Notch due to his controversial comments on his Twitter account. 
So, uh, man, the internet. guys, we've yeah, we've had a lot of fun up until this point, um, and now the story, before it gets crazier, is gonna get a little dark. Yeah, I'm already kind of in a surprisingly bad mood. Yep, it's about to get a lot worse than all that shit. Uh, oh right, on Rob February seventh. Fat. <laughs> I yeah, he get did the that jokes thing out now. We're all a little like, get, maybe this isn't safe. God, so, get joke, get jokes out now because we're. God, he's got a serious yeah. business discussion. He's gonna, he's gonna fucking talk about a dead kid or something. Wait for it. Yeah, did they so, cart dead carcasses to the Minecraft set? You're gonna wanna you're gonna wanna wait on these jokes. Um, so on February seventh, twenty eighteen, uh, producer Jill Messick committed suicide at the age of fifty, mm. making Minecraft the movie the last movie she was ever signed on to work on. Uh, she was a hotshot Miramax producer. She worked on like She's All That, Frida, Hot Rod, Mean Girls, and she was like a hotshot producer. Like she brought in She's All That in her first month of working at Miramax. Um, and she was super, super close to Harvey Weinstein. Um, That's nice. She uh, she produced one of the greatest comedies of all time, Hot Rod. Good yeah, to know. she did. She did. Um, Messick uh, was actress Rose McGowan's talent manager in the 1990s at the time when McGowan alleges Harvey Weinstein had raped her. In October 2017, an interview with the New York Times, McGowan was highly critical of Messick's lack of support about the incident, and the article suggests that Messick's job at Miramax was that of a, quote, fixer to directly and directly related to the aftermath of Harvey's rape crimes. On January... Uh, 30th, 2018, Weinstein's attorney released a private set of emails between Messick and Weinstein as a way to defend Weinstein. This was done without Messick's knowledge. Uh, the emails were sent uh, months before the incident became uh, publicly known between uh, Messick and Messick's account of the incidents were that McGowan had told her that she uh, consensually got into the hot tub with Weinstein and later regretted it. Messick's family later said that McGowan, quote, never once used the word rape when she told Messick about the incident. McGowan's memoir, Brave, also revealed uh, details that the alleged assault was uh, and was highly critical of Messick. In a documentary series about McGowan on the E! Network titled Citizen Rose, uh, McGowan accused Mizzick of betraying her and siding with Weinstein in exchange for her job at Miramax. After Weinstein's lawyers released Mizzick's emails, McGowan claimed that Mizzick's uh, statements had already been disproven by her former assistants. Uh, the media and public attention had a negative impact on Mizzick. Uh, the public... Uh, the publicity led to online cyberbullying uh, when activists on Twitter named, shamed, and identified how they could uh, they could reach her, putting her address and phone numbers online. Uh, Missick purposefully uh, Missick's purposely obscured LinkedIn profile was also attacked, and uh, many of them encouraged others to reach out and let her know what they thought about her. Uh, the Missick uh, Missick's family released a statement that she had suffered from a bipolar disorder her entire life, and after a quote manic episode in 2013 she hadn't really had much of a career the statement also said that seeing her name in headlines again and again as being part of one person's attempt to gain more attention and another person's attempt a desperate attempt to vindicate himself also devastated her and it broke her it's heavy for sure uh 
Yeah. I mean, like, so it was kind of this thing where, like, he tried to use her as like a character witness. Yeah. And like, he, it's very unclear to me whether or not scapegoated this woman down to you know. Yeah, and it's down like to, because at some point we all have to really honestly admit that like, if Harvey Weinstein was building a culture of fear around himself, a woman at his left hand is probably also under some sort of control as well, and so she was also a victim in some sort of way. Because she's trapped. It's like, does she do these things or keep her keep her job? You know, like her livelihood. And it's like, so a bunch of people thinking they are morally correct, which at the end of the day, maybe they do believe something correct, went and drove a woman to suicide, which is fucked. Well, and her family, like in that statement at the end, like directly blames Rose McGowan and the media and Harvey. But like and. It's both of them as well. It's all just this like tornado that is just like these people that are high in power just sort of have this influence to make the 100 people on Twitter just sort of torment somebody and go after their address and their livelihood. And it and it seems like she had this like whatever this manic episode in 2013 was. It seemed like this movie was like kind of a lot of people being like and we're getting Jill back in the game. You know yeah. what I mean? Like. And then all this Harvey Weinstein shit drops and her name gets dragged into it because Harvey tries to use her as like, I don't rape women. Jill worked for me. She's a woman. See, read these emails where I'm not raping her. You know what I mean? And he just he just drags her into the middle of it. And like, you know what I mean? Now, Rose McGowan claims that she was like a, a fucking a fixer over there you know what i mean yeah so yeah, like, yeah that she's know. like a ray donovan for these like rape <laughs> like these rapes like, yeah. The fuck? yeah well yeah and that's why i just thought it was it was an interesting part of this to bring up because like minecraft the movie is now directly in the middle of like the me too the movie. worst part of hollywood it could be in like wrapped up in like the me too movement and a suicide fuck. you know like and like it's the worst press it could be getting on top of all this other shit. It's just like on top of Notch being a piece of shit. On top of everything else. How many yeah. episodes are we gonna have to have a moment to be like, "Fuck Harvey Weinstein"? It just like sucks, you know. It's <laughs> it like, sucks. like it's like no matter what, because of who he was and like what he did. No matter what, like we're gonna have to talk about him a hundred times on this podcast, and it fucking sucks. Yeah, agreed. Uh, majorly agreed. So a few months later, uh, director uh, Rob McElroy and Jason Fuchs <laughs> were just trying our best. That's a different uh, dude. Dropped, they, they both uh, dropped out of the project. Um, now, they were quickly replaced. Seems like maybe they had these guys on like back burner. They maybe when Jill passed away, they kind of let them know and they're like, all right, give us a couple months so that the news isn't like directly after because um, it was February till they announced all this in August. Um, but that they were going that the duo was going to be replaced by the knee brothers, Aaron and Adam knee. Which are a filmmaking duo. They they like have a movie that won South by Southwest. What's it called? The Last Romantic. No, thank you. No. What game is that based on? Yeah. <laughs> it's The Last of Us. How many guys the- from It's Always Sunny made that one? But but that's what Sucks I'm saying. Got Glenn like, okay, so, on now, that one. so now. So you were like, okay, well, we can't do that the way we were going to do that. What about these brothers that nobody's ever heard of? Yeah. 
that sound like they were made out of an algorithm, you know, that it's like, this is like, they sound, um, what is the, the thing that they make the, it's, they sound procedurally generated. Yeah. 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 They only exist when you're looking at them. This development hell has been like procedurally generated, you know? Yeah. (laughs) can't well, tell what's well, going around now, the corner. And now it, it feels like they clearly don't have any handle on where the movie is going at mm-hmm. all because they're trying to keep it relevant and like put out good news. But I, it just feels like they've got nothing in the tank because in January 2019, it was announced that Jim Barney is going to be uh, appointed for the film's visual effects. Do we Which is like know- the guy who did Narnia and Lord of the Rings. But it's like you're announcing a yeah. VFX guy? Which, what? Uh, do we know what um, Max... Do we know any of the stories? Do we know what these movies are? So what these takes I are? I will... Uh, yeah, basically... Um, I, I was going to put this later, but I'll put this now. Um, both Sean Levy and Rob uh, McElroy have spoken out about their original drafts of the movie's premise. Uh, Sean Levy's idea of the movie would have been likely a computer animated Goonies like treasure hunting story, which sounds kind of good. Yep. But it, again, sounds, it sounds like the immediate thing you think he might. Uh, yes. Yeah. yeah. It sounds like a decent. Sounds idea. like what the Albert does. Uh, Rob's script was a live action film where Minecraft was an alternate reality that could be traveled through by humans using advanced technology. Said Minecraft reality would have looked like it had similar physics to the game. Incorrect. Yeah, dumb movie. <laughs> yeah, so, no, no, uh, so, uh, so Rob McElhandy. Ready player, that's not fun. Yeah, uh, so, so Rob uh, McElhandy, he, um, he actually... Uh, McElhandy is definitely not it. <laughs> he, uh, he does this show on Apple TV about where he runs a video game company. And I just mm. binge-watched every so episode the other day. I mean, if he likes video games, maybe he was trying to work yeah. on a video game property and they're like, you know, well, you've got some deal with Warner Brothers or something. Work on this for a yeah. little bit. This feels like a movie that is just owned and everyone who has a deal at this time, like, attaches themselves to it for six months. Yeah, it's weird, you know, it's like the last uh, romantic. So the- it makes no sense that this leads to. It makes no sense. In this eccentric comedy, a poetic a poet moves to New York looking for professional success and ends up engaging in a series of strange encounters with New York City misfits. Directed oh yeah, just like I did in Minecraft! <laughs> <laughs> you know, um, like, Bohemian Hipster is my favorite mod in Minecraft. You know, when they were introducing biomes, they were like, you know, desert... Tundra, like Brooklyn. How did that start? What's that other biome? In this eccentric comedy? Eccentric comedy is a biome. (laughs) Okay, so hold on. I feel like the the listeners were robbed of how arm-based Kyle's screaming just was. Yeah, it was very much like... (laughs) It was was very wavy. So the other the other rumored pitches for the movie uh, that went around were that the Minecraft movie was going to be about Steve, which is like the player, the base name for the player main character uh, that goes on an adventure with an iron golem known as Clunk. Great. Uh, which iron golems are also a thing in the game. Uh, and then the other pitch that was going around 
uh, was that the Minecraft movie would follow Steve and Alex uh, as they try to save the world from Hero Brian and the Wither, which is a the, the Wither is a bad guy. In the Ooh, game. they were gonna bring Hero yeah. Brian into it. That is that the was way. like that that was the movie that like the fan websites were saying was gonna happen. Okay. So I feel like that was the one that nobody... I don't feel like anyone who's ever been in the writing or directing seat knew what the fuck a Hero Brian was. Right. Yeah. And isn't it one where, you know like, I mean? it's it's also an, it's this rare IP where... I mean, strange, it kind of happened with, like, Doctor Strange where no, there's no single set of rules to what a story of this should be. So fans are kind of unupsettable here. You can make whatever whatever comes out is an okay Minecraft movie. No one's like, well, you didn't reference this. I mean, yeah. I don't know. Yeah, it, it you mean like, like what happened with the Warcraft movie? Right. Yeah, which they were like, let's get David Bowie's son to direct this. Who, like, had only made great Moon? things until yeah. then. <laughs> like... Yeah. So so okay, we're so here's where we start taking this wild little bumpy ride on on tones even more so. Um, it gets announced a few months later uh, that Peter Sillette, uh will be Ooh, uh, I, will be writing and directing Nick and Nora's yeah. Infinite Playlist. Someone I who might be a ghost. I have not heard that thought of that person in so long. Yeah, that was a name. Yep. Nick and Nora's Infinite <laughs> yep. Playlist and Freeheld. Yep, and uh, and would have been the Minecraft movie. So he would write and direct the film with John Berg uh, being added as a producer. He did Aquaman, Wonder Woman, mm-hmm. and Geostorm. So he was probably left over from that team of people, maybe. I, I'm not sure, but he was moved up to producer. And then... Uh, John Spadis, uh, Spadis uh, was uh, also Spadis. brought on as an executive yeah. producer. He, he wrote Passengers, yeah. and he did Doctor Strange, and he's working on Doom and, like, Prometheus. Passengers like, he wrote is a straight-up like You're talking movie. about tone. Passengers. So now you're talking about tone, and you're like, okay, the Minecraft movie is going to be, like, Nick and Nora's Infinite Playlist and Prometheus and Geostorm. What? Like, Yeah. <laughs> yeah, they're really just it throwing everything It won't be anything like the, the thing that Always Sunny guy was doing. <laughs> What the, the brother's knee? Forget about it. Yeah, an eccentric comedy, please. But it's like now you're playing. Now they're now it's like it's as if the pitch went like, oh, we need to do this. Like it needs to be. It needs to look like Maze Runner. Right. Like what are you? Good what's movies. happening? I like the Maze Runner <laughs> movies. The Maze Runner movies are fucking <laughs> sick. I think the, uh, the that final one is one of the best action movies in a very long time. I'm gonna say I haven't seen that third one because I'm kind of nervous because it's kind of like the like Fast Seven where I'm gonna spend the whole time thinking about like when's he gonna get hit by a car. Yeah, um, I, I get that. It's uh, but yeah. it is like streets ahead of the Scorch Trials though, which is dope. So okay, I'll go watch it tonight after I play Minecraft with Josh and uh, <laughs> they Sweet. So, uh, based on the global popularity, uh, or this, this was the, um, it got announced at this point, uh, when these heavy hitters got brought on, um, the synopsis of the movie got announced. Um, Sounds like a Dungeons and Dragons movie. Th- this is of the Peter Sillette version with, with these producers, the Doctor Steve's Strange Infinite and Passengers playlist. and Nick and Nora and Aquaman, and we're all putting that into the pot and Dune. 
Yep. <laughs> they were coming out with a based on the globally popular video game. The story follows a teenage girl and her unlikely group of adventurers who, after the malevolent Ender Dragon sets out a path of destruction, must save their beautiful blocky overworld. That sounds like dog shit. But what is going to be interesting about there's nothing that's going to be like, whoa, about a right. Minecraft and the Ender movie. Dragon is a, is a thing you fight in the game. So right. I guess it's like, oh, the Ender Dragon's here and he's real. Why like, not make the, it I, like, why not take what is so shitty about that creepy pasta and make it about that? Like, it needs to be really weird for it to be good. It can't just be minecraft plus movie yeah it needs to be some that's why like i think your best shot was with the dude from always sunny and steve carell like let's just make the the least obvious version of this yeah i mean so in in 26 uh in 2019 uh, the minecraft staff announces that the movie would be released march 4th 2022 stating that would take such a long time because and this is a direct quote Making live-action, full-length feature films is really complicated. Live-action. Isn't that what our uh, podcast is about? <laughs> this movie's in some sort of development hell, guys. So, and now this is this is the final, uh, the final personnel switch. But it's maybe their most wild of all. Mm. Um, Robert Zemeckis. On Troy Duffy. On June 24th, 2019, it was announced that Allison Schroeder, writer of Hidden Figures, will now be writing the latest draft of the Minecraft movie. Oh, I like her. Academy Award winner for Hidden Figures. Never saw Hidden Figures, but does, I liked uh, her in interviews. I read that. Script. Does she have a cool kid? Lady. Does she have a, does she oh, have a kid a or a grandkid? No, she's not. Right. Uh, she's married to an. Oh, they have a daughter, yeah. Emily, who was born in 2016. So her yeah. daughter's only two. Yeah, she yeah, probably so just got the gig. Minecraft. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, she just downloaded the game on her binky. <laughs> I was seeing it, it was one of those things. Like, hey, my kid really likes this. I guess I'll fucking do it. You know. G- Gina made a good point where she was like, maybe they just. She was. Gina was like, maybe it just feels like this person was added because they were like, we need a female screenwriter. Right. It sounds like and nothing but dudes have been like, writing this movie that's suddenly right. about women. Right. Because they probably focus tested it that enough boys will watch it either way. So if you make the protagonist a girl, then you'll get girls to watch it too. And it's another yeah, way to distance yourself from the creator I, and his views. I will say the Minecraft the movie wiki, like there's a there's like a, a Minecraft wiki, and the, the Minecraft the movie entry on that wiki, the first comment with like 800 upvotes is, movie would be a lot better if the main character wasn't a girl. That's what I'm talking about. That's what I was so, going to say, yeah. is that I don't, think the, I don't think that boys will see it no matter what. But in this sort of post Captain Marvel world of like, but at the same time, you make that because negative negativity from toxic fan bases can can make can get a can can get movies made at this point. Yeah, yeah, you know, like let's make That's a now you know, I, new I feel like this comes up every episode, but like let's remake Justice League because all of the shitty comments will make it trend. Yeah, it's, yeah. I don't know, the whole, like, instant gratification digital focus group things that this basically is now, yeah. it's, like, just the worst. It's uh, It yep. becomes this new, like, pressure cooker they want to put things through, because at some point we were like, who the fuck are these test audiences? Like, they don't do them anymore. They just fucking read movie web's comments. Yeah. 
I mean, that's. Inter- I mean, I. I, at this, I feel like we're being negative. Obviously, it's incredible that they brought her in, but it also shows. No, I don't. I don't think it's bad that they brought her yeah. in, and she does have some experience. Like she also did. It says on her IMDb she did supplementary writing for Frozen Two, so maybe she is sort of one of these people in like that like kids movie world that gets brought in to like punch stuff up. Or and, yeah, like, or maybe she's like voices stronger. You know what I mean? Or maybe she's like, oh, I have a kid now. Maybe I should try getting into kids movies. Like. Uh... Yeah, yeah, that yeah. I mean, too, you know? it's very possible. Uh, I mean, she's uh, or she just she's, fucks she's pretty cool. Her her filmography is wild. Um, she was she she co-wrote Hidden Figures and then co-wrote Christopher Robin and then wrote Mean Girls two, and then wrote Side Effects, which I've never heard of, and then additional stuff on Frozen two and then Minecraft. <coughs> I didn't know there was another Side Effects. I only know the. <coughs> Side effect Soderbergh's Soderbergh's side effects Um So uh, In Early 2020 uh, A website leaked uh, Geeks Worldwide uh, Leaked these Character descriptions Now I would normally not trust a website called Geeks Worldwide but they were the ones Who leaked the Steve Carell and they also leaked almost word for word the uh, description of the, like the plot synopsis before it came out. So while I normally wouldn't cite them, I'm going to cite them because I feel like they were probably have somebody close to the movie or close to Mojang or something. Um, so here's the here's the characters. Uh, and this will pretty much be the last thing before we just talk about the release dates. Um, so the main character is Tyler. An artistic and extremely creative teen who wants nothing more than to focus on her art and move away from her parents' divorce. Smart but insecure, she wishes for simpler times with her brother Eli. The world of Minecraft brings out things in her that she never thought possible. Procedurally generated as fuck. Like, there's... (laughs) <laughs> there is nothing there like and if you're reading if you're signing on to this movie are you reading these synopsis being like cool yeah i can i wrote hidden figures i can make that work and i should also mention it's hard to research this uh on youtube because uh every 13 year old in america has was legally required to upload a video called minecraft the movie <laughs> 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 That's amazing. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Okay, so Zeke. Uh, Zeke, a nerdy kid who is always getting laughed at. He longs for a muscular body that he knows he might never achieve. He takes interest in Tyler and her art. Although he is scared to fight, the world of Minecraft also brings out strengths he never knew he had. There are so many Minecraft movies on YouTube. It's insane. It is I know. unreal. <laughs> I want to start doing react so, videos uh, to Minecraft Bernie. movie. This is this one gets crazy. A lot of people think that this is who uh, Steve Carell may have been uh, signed on to, because um, it also sounds like these synopsis make it sound like people are going back and forth to Minecraft or something. Maybe. Um, so Bernie, a former farmer of Minecraft who longs to get back to his world. He's an old man confined to a nursing home, but he's a fighter at his core and the desire to get back to his world reignites the flames inside of him. Sounds what? like your, your typical Steve Carell character. Oh, yeah. That's a real dead in real <laughs> life. Yeah. Let's get yeah. that hidden figures per lady in here and uh, fix up this Brush farmer up. Steve Carell character. Like, I just so, don't see any uh, enthusiasm for this. 
No, no, there's no. I don't get it. Yeah. I don't get what people sign on to here. The yeah. paycheck. Um, I guess so. Yeah. Uh, Eli, Tyler's older brother, uh, and is constantly down and depressed about his parents' divorce. He wants things back the way they were. He's so upset about the divorce that he allows himself to be taken over by the dragon's mind control. Stronger than he knows, he needs to realize that the love for his family is strong enough to defeat the forces of evil. Is Minecraft that dragon based? Yeah. Well, like what? I mean. The adventure mode introduces the dragon, but it's like it's not a dragon. It's just game. a big enemy. You yeah, fight. yeah, no. Um, Barbara, a cr- uh, this character fucking cringe. Uh, Barbara, a cross between Rambo and the Terminator. Uh, She's a fight yeah. good with a blade and enjoys killing zombies and taking on the bad guys. Yeah, and she's not Jane Lynch's character from Wreck It Ralph. Stop saying that. Yeah, I'm thinking that, and then, you know, Zeke could be Jack McBrayer. <laughs> and we could watch a better movie. Um, yeah. So then we have the dragon, uh, an evil entity who wants to rule the, quote, overworld and punish those responsible for locking him away. What? Okay. Again, this is like... These are just yeah. things. Uh, These are like... Yeah. Just like on the back of like a playing card. Or not a playing yep. card, but like yeah. a Pokemon when you card. Can like only a fit a in Pokemon one card description. This is all that is. When you collect one toy and it has the pictures of the other toys in the line. Right. With like a little blur. <laughs> it's like it's this is so, nothing. Yeah, Miguel, uh, a builder from Minecraft who struggles to adjust to the real world, though he tries to get involved in architecture, but is not welcomed by the, quote, higher ups in the real world. Okay. He leaps at the chance to get back to Minecraft. What are you talking about? I will say, like, that is the first mention of architecture, this entire, like, description of characters. And like, well, that sounds like a Minecraft character. That sounds like yeah. it's left over from the uh, Rob McElhandy script. From, from the Rob, right? yeah, yeah, exactly. Like that was the, his main character was Miguel, right? You know, like Steve Carell was going to um, be Miguel. Uh, <laughs> no, I think Steve Carell was always going to be like their dad or like the the farmer or something. Sure, I think it had to do with Miguel and that farmer trying to get back to Minecraft, and it's like a buddy cop where they're trying to get oh, the tech to get maybe back. Maybe they to got Minecraft swapped. Or That's what with, I get. Uh, out people of. in the real world. <sighs> I don't know. I don't know. I don't know how you make Minecraft another world without that being fucking dumb as fuck. Is it like just um, that they can't admit defeat? That they can't make well, a bad movie because it will taint the brand, but they can't say we're not going to make a movie because that makes it feel That's what I bad. think it is, dude. I think it's that they're like, this thing made us $10 billion. And if we make a bad movie, we could lose way more than we could gain from making a decent movie. But if we admit that we can't make a movie out of it, it makes it seem less than. Right. And I feel like especially Microsoft doesn't want to admit that because like, sure, Halo, I'm sure Halo movie is saying we'll talk about at some point on this. Podcast. Right. Which has been in development like for twice as long as this. Yeah, for like and is a much more obvious movie. Their properties, a movie. You know, Mass Effect. They've always been talking about that. Yeah, Gears of War is something that they've always been like. Yeah, we'll do one of those. All of which, way more obvious movies than the. Hey, what if we did deserts? Because all of them have characters, arcs, voice acting. There's no Gears of War tutorial that tells you how to make Homer Simpson. (laughs) <laughs> Bitch, you want to bet? Yeah. 
So the last character is T. Yang. Oh my god. Uh, an so- engineer who has been thrown out of Minecraft. He is more than ready to take on the evils of the dragon. Oh, that's good. I'm but excited he's been for thrown him. out of Minecraft. Yeah, he was thrown out of Minecraft. Where's he at? Roblox? Uh, now that that's so, sort of like your Scoot McNary type. Sure. In in like three or four different leather jackets at the same time. Scoot McNary is such an algorithm made name too. <laughs> oh, for sure. But one of our greatest living Marty actors, McFly. no one knows about. Yeah, totally. Um, so, I mean, the film was originally scheduled to be released in 2016, and then it was pushed back to 2019. Then it was pushed back to an unknown release date. Then it was pushed back to March 4th, 2022. <laughs> then on October 1st, uh, on October 5th, 2020, the release date was announced by Mojang to be pushed back to an unknown due date due to all production halting for COVID-19. It's always bad when you get pushed. And that is where it stands. An unknown so, release date to a diff to a release date. To an unknown release date. <laughs> How great is yeah. it that they now get to blame COVID for why this movie never gets made? Oh, I mean, I think we talked about that on Bill and Ted, like where like COVID has allowed certain movies to be allowed to fail. Mm-hmm. Like this is just like we couldn't die. bloodshot. Yeah, we bloodshot, bloodshot was never good. Though. We couldn't make money because of COVID. God, that's bloodshot. But yeah, I mean that's that's really the thing. I mean, it's it gets pushed back. I mean, I, I wanted to ask you guys. I mean, obviously the question looms on this podcast: was it worth it? But do you think it'll ever get made? That's that's the question I want to pose with this one. No, I think they're this is the this is their opportunity. Like, if they're listening, sweet, to get out. Yeah, just like just <laughs> be like COVID did this, and then maybe like reason with somebody in an interview ten years from now and be like, yeah, we tried a movie. We, the idea was there, but really, there's nothing to do. You know, like have it. Just I still think fizzled. a kid show is the way to do this. They have this thing like, just called make Minecraft. A funny kid show. They have this thing called Minecraft Story Mode that Patton Oswalt is a voice on. It's like a Netflix interactive thing. That's what I'm saying. And I actually, oh, oh is that in, is that true? Yeah. I thought Patton Oswalt was on the game itself. It's like a the whole like whatever. So is it like a Bandersnatch thing? Because that's what yeah. I was going to say they should do. Yeah. Oh, that's interesting. But again, at that point, once you're doing a Bandersnatchy type adaptation now of a video game, play the fucking video, video game. game. Yeah, yeah, it's like because Telltale did that one, and, and the then there's like, I mean, I don't think there's any video game that has been adapted, is being adapted, will be adapted. No one knows that's worth making into a movie. I mean, this is this is a conversation that's hap- that's been happening ever since. Uh, Richard and I both saw Tenet, which is like, if a video game works as a video game, then it works as a fucking video game. Mediums exist for their own reasons. And this is a movie that just probably, this is a story. It's not a story. This is a concept and concepts play better in video games and in interactivity than they do with movies. So yes, Minecraft story mode is available on Netflix and is a bandersnatch. Well, then there you go. That's the perfect screen adaptation of Minecraft, and it probably blows. <laughs> right. That's the thing. Is like So So I, I think that this is probably their clean exit to, to stop working on it. However, 
if it's completely CGI animated, I could see it happening over COVID maybe even more easily. Yeah. But it sounds like yeah. they really want to go live action with this newest take. So mm. I don't think that's honestly that Just was give me the fucking property. I'll make a movie right fucking now. <laughs> no, I'll like, make a movie this damn garage. Yeah. <laughs> I, the I fuck mean, you want that me? was that was my no carrot gillet looking ass. <laughs> that was my <laughs> prediction in like early COVID times where I thought we would start to see these green lights for animated TV shows getting movies. You know, like we and Bob's Burger, the Bob's Burgers movies got got fast tracked and it's happening like early next year now. But like, you know, they've talked about a Family Guy movie for years or another Simpsons movie. Um, but again, that's not happening. I mean, animation clearly there's much more animation coming. You look at the yeah. Disney announcement. There's much more animation coming in the next year. But like, I guess you do an animated, but an animated uh, video game movie seems like a waste of time. It just sounds like cutscenes without the fun parts. Yeah. And again, right. that That's exists on YouTube like, too, where you see like all the cutscenes of something cut together. I know we're gonna cover the Mario Brothers movie at some point. It's on my short list oh, of bullshit to make Spike watch. I basically um, we made a list really early in this show, and the two of you have decided to completely ignore it and get pick only <laughs> movies that upset me. Uh, I want to put a list until I have to. But, uh, but, uh, but that's sort of one of those things with that with that game is like or with that movie is they've said that they're going to do like fully CGI like how he looks like how you think Mario looks in a video game right sure so I'll look in this movie but it's like okay well then I'm, I just feel like I'm going to keep waiting to take to grab the controller and like start running around as Mario yeah, and yeah. that's why the you Sonic know? movie was fish out of water which all these movies have to be oh boy which none of them should be no but it's like it's the only thing to do because you want to cross mediums is the point of the movie Okay, there's one case to this, and it's 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 really clear, is that like, the what you have yet to, what you never named, in your list of people who've been attached to this movie, is a fan of Minecraft. That so that's what I was gonna get at is that I don't think the Minecraft the perfect Minecraft movie can be made yet because the generation that appreciated is, it yeah. hasn't grown up to want to make it. And the reason so many people are making comic book movies with decent yeah. voices behind them is because you had a generation of people that grew up loving it. Yeah, Gen it's X like guy, is making yeah, the comic book movies. We have now. like the always sunny guy might years. like mo- video games, but I doubt he's like a big Minecraft nerd who's like trying to figure out how to how to run this redstone. And that's why his show is more of a World of Warcraft you know? thing. Yeah, right. Exactly. More of a disconnected and, from. And it, that's you know? the, that was my thing with with seeing Sonic, which was like this is made by someone who's embarrassed to be writing the Sonic movie. But the the one case is Detective Pikachu, which is yes. clearly written by people who love Pokemon. And that's kind of the only example. And also, um, Fassbender's obsession with Assassin's Creed. Yeah. So, and so it only this only well, works and, if and you're a fan is really making it. The Witcher, yeah, uh, uh, Henry Cavill was like, is like obsessed with the he Witcher. Like, yeah, and even he Superman, like where he's clearly role, protecting yeah. Superman as best he can under the eye of Zack Snyder. So again, it's like these only work if they're coming from no point of cynicism, and with something that's so blank as Minecraft, someone needs to come in 
who's been thinking of their Minecraft movie. I mean, one of these kids that made a YouTube video is going to make the great Minecraft movie in 10 years. Oh, yeah. dude, that's the thing. They're it's like there's so right many now. kids that got that got into wanting to do filmmaking, got into making Internet content because of the making. Yeah. You know, these video games give you characters and lighting and environments mm-hmm. and cameras. And you know what I mean? Like a lot of people have found a lot of creativity yeah. with these with these things and then taking them over to other stuff. So I have no doubt that somebody in 10 or 15 years could make an incredible Minecraft. Movie. Good luck. Wow. I hope now, you do. If, if Microsoft is right, I mean, they've got, they've got like 90 years yeah, to crack. They're, on, they're almost there on their hundred year game. <laughs> it's crazy. Original fans will die. Yeah. That's the thing. Like Minecraft yep. would outlive its fans. No one alive will see the Minecraft movie. <laughs> <laughs> It's like that movie Robert Rodriguez made for that, like, cognac. Yeah, with with John Malkovich. Yeah, that's, yeah. (laughs) Kyle, do you know about this 100-year-old movie? Yeah, they, like, they won't release it for 100 years or some bullshit. Yeah, and they gave, like, Rodriguez and Malkovich tickets to give to their, like, grandkids. It's all very morbid. We're not talking about how kind of fucked up that is. It's fucked. I think about it, like, every, like, six months, I, like, am up in the middle of the night thinking about how I'll never see this fucking piece of shit. Dude, but yeah, how hot would it be if Malkovich's kid and uh, and Robert Rodriguez's like grand, like their grandkids hook up? Because oh of the man, thing? that'd be hot as hell, God dude. Cute. Damn, dude. <laughs> Only fucking because our great granddads were friends. It's hot. <laughs> Let's go. <laughs> That's the only reason I fuck my girlfriend. <laughs> Yes, fuck me. Fuck me, Caitlin Malkovich. <laughs> I am thrusting. <laughs> I cannot go to this movie. You have to go to the movie for me. <laughs> Cognac. <laughs> There's like, it's oh, also man. like a movie that's definitely pretty good, but definitely not great. Yeah. <laughs> you think they saw yeah. it before oh, they man. locked it up? Like one of the execs was like, hey, let's put it on. Yeah, no. They act <laughs> what if like they it's like they accidentally put the rough cut on there? They the final cut sitting on some dead computer. <laughs> yeah, like um, it would be that would be one of the greatest rick rolls. Of all time. Yeah, that would bring the bit back. It's around. a corrupted file that no one checked. <laughs> yeah. The error four oh four. Oh shit, this one this doesn't have the music. Fuck. Does anyone know what the music was? What is music? It's the year 2100 we don't have nobody's had a blu-ray player in 70 years (laughs) well kyle incredible research especially considering there was no movie itself to base on and and none of us play the game yeah Yeah. (laughs) yeah some uh some fun research here there's a really great uh youtube video uh, that I that I watched by John Swan called the rise fall and resurgence of Minecraft uh, where I learned a lot of that context that we talked about at the beginning what is notch up to uh, right now I don't want to know he's just doing his own thing being a hating trans people and yeah. coding little games yeah, not on my and, turf. you know he says that there's a, still a lot of kids that you know a lot of parents don't know what notch tweeted so wow. you know they don't know who their kids follow online and you know he follows you know a lot of kids follow him so it's hmm. Pretty fucked that he probably leads a lot of kids towards uh, bigoted views, which sucks, but, mm. you know, that's the way he is, I guess. <laughs> well, Richard, what are we doing next week? 
Uh, I want to sort of uh, do an, I want to do an older movie for sure. Something that's kind of farther away from like a, a Weinstein discussion. I want <laughs> to do Robert Altman's Popeye. Uh, I, I, I haven't we seen. We had so much prestige in the feed. Like I almost didn't want to disrupt the feed with with Minecraft because we had such nice, good thinking man's movies. Sure. And then we just hey, this is about an IP <laughs> race, Minecraft baby. and Popeye. Did. It almost makes me, and <laughs> now I kind of have to find the sort of trashy follow up. I don't want to. I don't want to disrupt with class. Oh sure, sure, of course. Well, guys, I think that's it uh, for this episode. You guys can follow me online uh, on my YouTube channel, Kyle Anderson Comedy, and Kyle Anderson Comedy on Instagram. You can find me on Instagram at HGSpike. Also, just it actually exists, a podcast with last week's guest, Jacob Borja, called Spike and Jacob with Jacob and Spike, where we talk about basically nothing for an hour. Uh, And also, thank you to Van Foley for our intro music. his new EP got this whole room looking at me on everywhere you find music. Go find it now. It's awesome. Uh, and I'm Richard Humphrey. You can find me on Instagram at Rich and Easy uh, and add me on PlayStation. Let's play some games, guys. Pepper Jack fan. Add me Hell on yeah. Stadia. Pepper Jack fan. Yeah, Stadia. Yeah, These guys Stadia love too. Stadia. Yeah. Hey, if you guys are interested in Stadia, leave a review. Maybe I'll send you an invite for a free month. Oh, yeah, we've got we've got referral codes. I will say, like, if if there are people who get to the ends of these episodes, please review us and rate us and let us know what you like and don't like because we want to be better for you. Yeah, we want to put out a good product, so let us know. We don't want to be the Minecraft movie. And we'll check everywhere. So wherever you're listening, leave a review, and uh, we'll take a look, and we'll do that thing where we read the review. It'll be real fun. Thanks, guys. Bye. Later, demons. Bye, demons. Talk, love Ferrari right next to the Mueller. Uh, she want me lose focus. Look-